0: What's up, everybody? It is Hotline League, episode 133, and boy, is it an exciting one, because guess what? We don't have a guest. And I know some of you right now, you're thinking, uh why they get
1: Dead a guest? Dead podcast, can't get a guest. Can't get a guest.
0: But what you don't realize is that Mark and I actually have so much stuff we want to talk about, and normally these guests, you know... Coaches, pro players, or whatever they just stop us from being as real with you guys as we'd like to, so
1: it's because they're not media trained that raz guy has no experience being on camera, and yes exactly
0: shows. exactly, and that is they just shove all these opinions out there so you get you get us tonight, but you know what actually is true we don't usually we haven't been getting through as many callers recently, and it's fine if like people have really good takes or whatever but I do think that this will be a fun one where we should be able to cycle through some people more frequently, and uh, yeah, how how you been by the way, Mark?
1: Uh, uh, pretty good. The same old, same old. Yeah. You know.
0: You go on a you go on the drive with your girl.
1: No, we didn't. Uh, oh, we had I'm a reason why it. we didn't, but I'm oh. trying to remember. Oh, hope
0: things get better between you two. Anyway, uh, Alienware oh. by the way, sponsoring the show. Thank you to Alienware.
1: She um, she put some face cream on her face and had like an allergic reaction to it. Oh Jesus! Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't serious. It was just you know like irritated and red. Oh. So we we're like, all right, probably don't want to go drive up the coast while your face is burning. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> well, I have had a good week. In fact, this is the the first great week I've had in a while. I got. I was really excited with all the interviews I did this past weekend, and uh, just a variety of other fun little things. Beat Borderlands 3 with a friend, that was great. Uh, some other good stuff. So I'm just, I got, this is a good vibes episode, okay? We got some good vibes going, is what I'll I'm I'll be looking for
1: any takes that want to tear Travis down, uh, put bring him back to Earth. Don't want him feeling too good.
0: I realized I didn't turn my light on yet, so that's, there we go. I Do you have it.
1: the Elgato lights?
0: Uh, I have one of them. Yes.
1: I was gonna say the way that turned on looked like my Elgato light turning on. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're good lights, uh, and they sent it to me for free. So uh, shout out to Elgato for the light. Anyway, um,
1: any big news happened? this week that we should that we should hit first? That actually, well, so uh...
0: so one thing that I talked about that I don't know how comfortable you are talking about this. Uh, I assume you you know nothing if it's if it's true or not, but I. I put out that video where I said I feel like Riot within the next either next year or the year after will will bring LCS exclusively to a streaming platform and like sign an exclusive deal. I, I don't know if you have much to talk about on it, but I definitely wanted to raise it again because I wanted I should have gotten that video out last Monday. Instead I think it came out like Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh it would have been I it would have been good to have it on the show so that we could talk about it. Um but yeah that would have been that would be good so we can to get a call or something about that if anybody wants to to talk about
1: it i have no thoughts i don't think on that yeah, other than like i, not I don't really I don't really like the idea of things going exclusive
0: yeah well we can talk about it i just part of the reason i did that video was because it's the type of thing where right not going to come to the community and say hey this is something we're thinking about so if people are really upset about it i feel like now's the time to have that discussion so that um, they don't end up signing something exclusive if, if that is something they are, are considering. Uh, what else?
1: Uh, just today, Dom had a thing on the crackdown where they said that uh, some, pro play, some, some imports get like uh, guaranteed starter clauses. Yeah, or, I mean, we I can talk know, about
0: I, that. I it's difficult because there's no additional context. So. The, the only
1: one they, they kind of named was in Spring.
0: Oh, they said that that Froghan had a guaranteed
1: starter clause in spring. Yeah, hmm. and that's why Demonte couldn't start over him.
0: But Demonte could have started over him in summer.
1: Yes, it does not make any more sense for summer.
0: So sorry, I'm just like the confusion for me is he had the guarant- If he had the guaranteed starter in his contract, why did that change for summer?
1: It might have been how they signed. I, I mean I don't know what the contract was. It could have just been like, hey, you're guaranteed to be a starter for three months at least. Maybe it was a negotiation thing, they didn't want to give them a full year of it. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Well. I uh I don't know. But we can I guess we can talk about that. It's just it's I if somebody has a strong take on it or something, or you see something that's worth it, that's fine. I just I think for me it's like I have not hey, heard that, that thing. and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. That certainly sounds like something I could totally believe a team doing. But I, I've not heard that, so.
1: Yeah, I think it's just another, like, negotiation tool that players have that I think is, I don't know, I'm not really opposed to it. It's just, like, teams should be smart about when they do it. Yeah. You know, like a brand-name player coming over from Europe, you get fucking caps, and he wants a no-trade cl- or no-start, a no-non-start, whatever the fuck. I don't yes, know a no-bench rule. No-bench clause as no. well as a no-trade clause. You probably fucking give him those, you know? like the, the the problem is to me isn't with the the thing in the contract it's with who you're giving it to and stuff it's case by case thing yeah I'm
0: trying to see what else happened i mean this past weekend i felt like we had some really great games i mean mm-hmm. I, they were not all, all all high skilled i guess i would say but they were they were fun i i really enjoyed this weekend's lcs i guess i would say I don't, how did you feel
1: That was pretty good i mean T L and C nine played, obviously T L won, which is cool. Uh but I think the fa- fact that FlyQuest beat T L at the start of the week, it does still like I feel bad for T L. Like they just can't get out of their own way to be to like make fans hyped about them, you know?
0: I mean it's diff I,
1: <laughs> I Like they're eleven and well, they're eleven and three, right? They yeah. beat Cloud Nine, but they have to do it on the same weekend that they play FlyQuest and lose and look pretty bad. Well not and then, just that. Like,
0: but, like, okay, we had the discussion last week, and you guys were flaming me for saying the asterisk next to them. Um, and maybe, again, maybe asterisk isn't the right term. But I interviewed Jensen right after, and Jensen just seemed really depressed after that win.
1: <laughs> after and, they won?
0: Yes, because they, they shouldn't <laughs> he, have he won that bad. game, right? And yeah. in And particular got I in said, like, we we talked about the comp, and I I'm trying to remember. I want to be careful in paraphrasing this accurately, but uh, people can go check out the interview whenever it, it's not out yet. But it'll be up by the time this around the time this show goes live on YouTube. Uh, Jensen basically was like he he felt like if they picked their standard like a standard bot lane or whatever they they would have won. Like cloud Nine would have won. Yeah, you know. So he it's like it's difficult for them to feel great about that because it's like, yeah, they trade this, trade this scene and comp against us and it lost and like great, you know, it's, so it's just a weird thing to your point where it's like TL wins, but it doesn't really feel no like they're cares, the better team. You
1: know, kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I, I feel bad for them though, because they are really good, but then like you have like weekends, they go two zero, but like Broxa has zero kill participation through 25 minutes or whatever it was. And you're like, are we supposed to get hyped about this? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I talked to him about that too, about the Broxo stuff. And so he said, it's not entirely Broxo's fault. He feel he, he, I don't want to be spoiling my own interview. Everybody go watch the interview and subscribe to the YouTube channel. But, uh, I, he also was saying that he doesn't feel like it's entirely Broxo's fault, that sometimes they are like drafting him stuff that he can't necessarily succeed on.
1: I will also say, I was surprised at this. I was doing some digging with our stats team about like, um, trends and certain correlations. Cause, um, I was saying that like having a slow combined kills per minute, which TL has usually results in a higher kill participation because the line of thinking is most of your fights are coming in team situations where it's easier to pick up assists and kills as a team. And so generally kill participation is higher with low kills per minute. Right. And I was I was talking with them about that with Broxah. Uh, I was saying like, yeah, that's you know like, and then he has a really low kill participation on a slow team, which means he's not playing that well. Right. But then we were looking up the trend lines, and actually, jungle is the only position that scales inversely compared to all the other ones. Every single team will have a uh, up into the right. I think it is no down and down into and the right as you scale, um, where the higher kills per minute that you have the lower kill participation that you have every every position will have a downwards trend line if you if you plot them out jungle is the only one that actually has an upwards trend line where it is um if you are more active you actually have higher kill participation because usually those are coming you're picking up more of those kills in the early game it's speaking to more your scrappiness and junglers are the most mobile position on the map can get involved with all those kills going on so actually high kill combined kills per minute will usually correlate to a higher combined or a kill participation. And Broxa was actually kind of in line okay. with the trend line um, for his kill participation for People how slow TL is.
0: Or maybe over indexing?
1: I think potentially. Myself included. Because right. um,
0: you've been I mean you've been pretty critical of Broxa. That's yeah, where so I picked the, up most of the,
1: the bad yeah, Broxa so the, vibes. <laughs> I mean it's it to be fair, it wasn't just me but I definitely was not the the Critical Brox to camp, and yeah. if your team doesn't ever do anything in the early game, really, as a jungler, when that's like your most active time, you know this doesn't totally absolve him, but it is. It wasn't too far out off the trend line. It wasn't wasn't too. too it was below it for sure, but it wasn't too far off. Um, it was interesting, at least, and it definitely. I, it was something I hadn't realized, so I'll probably do a segment about it. You talk about ruining all your interviews. I'm sure we'll do a segment this weekend about. Trend lines. I'll try.
0: Are, are you? What? What was this? I missed the first part of this. But you and Freak got into a, <laughs> a drama thing. <laughs> I was. I almost tweeted, but I, I'm trying to be more positive on Twitter. But there's I there's tweeted, no
1: actual beef. It's just a big. Troll I know. Host. I know.
0: But I almost tweeted like LCS storyline so dull that uh, uh, the cast is now manufacturing beef between the the cast of personalities. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was a. Uh freak was casting and he got me and probably confused and it's, it's extra funny because we were wearing basically the same shirt <laughs> but he thought i said something probably did probably said something along the lines of like hex drinker and phantom dancer no longer stack nicely yeah. and freak was correcting him saying well they never stacked nicely but he said i said that so That's i tweeted true. what is freak talking about i never said this like why is he arguing points that i never made uh, so then we just have been saying random shit back and forth to each other since um, then gotcha. putting words in each other's mouths.
0: Well, now I, I am glad to understand. Cause yeah, you guys were, we're going off on each other. I'm glad I got that meme. explained.
1: Thank you. Yeah. That, those are the best kinds of memes. The ones where you sit there and you go, huh?
0: <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> trying to think of, um, uh, of anything else that is notable from the past week. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other games. Oh, the sealed GTSM game I thought was really interesting. I, Why? <laughs> because CLG. Let's put it this way: I tweeted some something about how I thought Sunday's games were all pretty interesting, right? Because you had like the Huni Revenge game, which didn't end up with Huni Revenge. You had you know Battle for either tying first place or you know surpassing uh, CLG TSM El Clasico, and then I thought Golden Guardians Hunter Thieves a really interesting like game because. Those teams are kind of neck and neck for who's gonna, you know, get get into the middle or the top part, and uh, a bunch of people came at me saying like TSM CLG is a dead rivalry, and while I somewhat agree with that, that game was not as one sided as I think a lot of TSM fans would like it to have felt. Fair, right? And so that yeah. was what was fascinating to me was like this, it it you know I I guess CLG fans can say like our team is better, and the problem is I think TSM fans can only say like. Wow, our team is not as good as we we think it should be. You know,
1: yeah for for the third place team, you know, I don't think TSM looks at that and feels good. Um, I'm definitely on the kind of like dead rivalry train of thought. Like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, if
0: CLG had beaten TSM and like like we we need some e- eventful thing to occur where like CLG edges TSM out of playoffs or something like that. But
1: well, that yeah, I mean, that's that's the the part that they definitely that's lacking in the rivalry is like any sort of results. I mean, CLG did have like one summer split where they made top three, but then they lost in gauntlet. They make world. So it was kind of like, eh. Yeah. And that's the problem is like, okay, they were four and two at the first time they played in spring or in summer, excuse me. And we kind of tried to hype it then on broadcast. And then immediately following that, they go on a fucking one in seven, one in one in, I think it's one in seven slide. All right. You guys were as bad as we all were saying
0: Kelby's in the chat saying a lot of things. I try to get Kelby on this show, and uh why
1: if he's on, if he's here, why isn't he just here?
0: I don't know it's a good question, and uh i'd I'd be happy to have him on, but I guess this is
1: if you guys would like to see Kelby on um definitely tweet at him
0: so he just said, please no <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway
0: uh so. I think I think I guess we've we've talked about we've hit most of the the, the big beats so we can open up the the floor for discussion. I think this will be an interesting episode because <clears throat> we are getting late enough into the split that I think people can start to make pretty strong um, statements on this stuff. So I get I guess we will see.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a good week to call in and fi- kind of give your final thoughts. Like even the race at the at the bottom in air quotes is is relatively compelling for you know how those things normally go uh immortals dig hundred thieves and clg i could see any of them missing playoffs or making it you know from this point on which i think is more interesting than it has been in the past
0: well let's see uh i'm I'm assuming you're looking for some callers I'll
1: start uh i need to do my spiel first Uh, so if you guys haven't seen this is actually a live call and show you can get on yourself you want to Uh, join the Discord in order to do that, spam it in Twitch chat. Um, When you get here, go ahead and join the Pleb Calls voice channel. Um, You can mute once you're in there. No one wants to hear you breathing through your microphone. Then in the Pleb Topics text channel, you'll go and actually write your take out. You know, try and make sure this is a take. Don't say, I want to talk CLG. Say, I think CLG is actually fine. They're going to rally for playoffs. And here are my reasons. You know, um, don't make it too long. Give me a little bit of thought behind it. And then if I like your take, I'll pull you into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn to come on air. We'll do a quick audio shake and then you'll be here.
0: And if you are a sub, please go ahead and put your uh, take in the Subtopics channel after you have synced yourself with the Discord. That's how it works. You sync Twitch and Discord. You can see the Subtopics channel. It moves a little slower there, so it does give you a bit of an edge on getting on the show. And we want to thank you for being a sub. Uh, you can so also um,
1: oh, go ahead. donate to my Venmo and you'll definitely get on.
0: People will probably do that. You need to be careful.
1: Okay, don't do that. I, I don't. I will not.
0: But if you donate to mine, we'll, we'll get you in. Speaking of subs, let's give a couple shout-outs to them while Mark is gathering some folks. And Arrow, thank you for the 30 months. How nice of you. Ghost Rider just hit a whole year. Garoos, 19 months, Pat My Body. Gengariffith, Perks nineteen, Kiwi Mullet Boy, thirty months, Green Tea Ho, Weird Dude twenty five for two years, nanuko one eleven, and Texas Yins, oh ho ho. ho. <clears throat> Thank you to everybody who subbed. I super appreciate it. Papa Smithy says, "Freelance caster woes. What is that in a uh, in reference to? I don't know what that's in reference to. Did we say something about, freelance casters? I don't know. Oh, the Venmo
1: I was gonna say about about me wanting Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta scrap to get to a good situation. Anyway, I think we are ready. I don't know how many callers you have, or if you if you want to go grab one. But I think yeah, we're I can good.
1: start. I have enough to at least get us rolling. Yeah.
0: There goes Mark. Uh, by the way, thank you to everybody who has been subbing. As I just said a second ago, we're we're a little low on <clears throat> subs this month. And uh, maybe I need to stream more, I don't know, but I I really appreciate whenever people do that type of thing. Always nice. Uh, By the way, I should shout this out. A lot of people still sometimes message me and say like, hey, can I get this show as a podcast? But what you don't know is that thousands of people are listening to this show as a podcast every week because it's on Spotify and iTunes and a bunch of places. So before you ask me about getting this show as a podcast, which happens all the time for some reason, just go... Look up Hotline League on Spotify or other places you'll find it. Uh, does Twitch Prime sub count the same as a regular sub? Yes. Thank you. Well, and We've been adding in some new uh, emotes and stuff recently too, so people who are subs can play around with those. We've got some more coming too. First caller is here. The Bear 23 where are you calling from?
2: Uh, Lexington, Kentucky.
0: Lexington, Kentucky. What do you want to talk about on the show?
2: Uh, I wanted to talk about teams experimenting on stage. I just think it's a little strange um, when you know there's only what 18 games in the split, and you know you're trying to get the buy. I mean, perfect examples this C nine this weekend. I mean, I just don't know why teams don't just pick their strongest draft. When the games count and experiment during the week, I mean, I'm sure they're playing. I mean, how many games? I just think you you should just go for the win on Saturday and Sunday or Friday. Let,
0: let, let me ask you: What if uh, what if C nine and I'm not saying I have knowledge of this, but what if C nine did practice and experiment with that comp all week, and they had like a eighty to ninety percent win rate with it?
2: I mean, I guess you could justify it then. Uh, may, maybe another counterpoint to that is you know people complain about TL drafting the scaling comps and you know they're like oh we want to see something new but you know they're 11 and 3 tied for first I mean I just I don't I don't see the problem with it and I mean you can adapt in the best of fives and stuff you know you can practice it during the week and I have no doubt these people aren't good enough to you know, play it when it counts, when, when, like you said, maybe they've practiced a bunch during the week. Um, but, you know, the, I mean, drafting the scaling comps works for them. I just I don't see what the problem is and why everyone seems to not want to see that. Um, so before we get too far into the TL
1: side of it and potentially, you know, playing a slow style, why teams experiment on stage, especially when they're in a strong position, Scrims are a fucking mess. That's the honest truth. And you can ask any coach, any player who ever played the game, they'll tell you how whack scrims get in every region, too. I mean, it's probably worse in North America. I know some fan uh, players from other regions say, oh, North America is the worst region for scrims, whatever. But everyone still has those kind of like scrims just aren't at the same level um, for a variety of reasons. And so if you have a draft and you think it's good and you want to really test to see it and you want to, actually have to close the game out because what often happens in scrims is like CNI might get that lead versus the team. They might feel awful about it. The way TL was saying that they felt like they got clapped. And then you go, uh, you go and the team surrenders at like 22 minutes and you didn't actually have to close the game out. Whereas when you get on stage, you have to actually win the game. The team will not surrender. Um, And so you're playing a good team in TL, probably the best team in North America, except yourself. You're playing in a serious environment where they cannot forfeit and give up. And you're playing during the regular season where you already have a good buffer on the bye week. This is the ideal time to experiment. There is absolutely no better time to, to try
2: something new.
0: I have have a question bear. If C9 had won that game, would you still be calling in with this take?
2: Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I've always thought that that's a bit of a, a strange thing to do, you know, especially, I mean, I know there's what the two game gap between them and, TSM C9 TL and TSM. Yeah, but you know, I I just don't know why you <clears throat> risk that playing something. You know that you're just not as comfortable on. I mean, sure, you know, I I know they've probably practiced it a hell of a lot and maybe they felt good on it, but I mean, I don't think anyone could say that's probably their the best draft they could have pulled out based on everything else they've played over the course of you know one and two thirds splits. And, you know, I don't know, just what if, you know, what if they blow some games they shouldn't and TSM catch up and, and they miss the bye? It's
0: hard to imagine that, though, with four games left. And two of the games and, that C9 is going to face are Golden Guardians and, uh, wait, who's their second game? Oh, CLG, right?
1: Like, I mean, and they had the head-to-head tiebreaker over TSM. So what would need to happen to lose that was they would need to go zero. I mean, TSM would need to go two games better than them. So if, if C9 go two and two somehow over the next four games... TSM still needs to go 4-0 or better, right? To like, and, then, and then
0: I think they would have a... Yeah, and then TSM and Claude 9 play each other soon. So that would determine whether or not... like Then they would have a tiebreaker chance with TSM, I think. Yeah.
1: Have they only played once so far? Yeah, you're right. They've only played once so far, so they would yeah. need to play.
0: They play on uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah, so they would need to go... Four zero versus two and two, or three one versus one and three, or whatever, whatever the fuck the math works out to, and it just feels so unlikely that that would happen. And as well as the fact that you don't know that this isn't like going to be some OP dominant strategy. What if everyone in the world starts playing this after the CC nine do it? Like Tarek Sona, like that shit was busted. And TL back when they were the dominant team, they experimented with it in the regular season. They got it good. They perfected that kind of play style for themselves, and they started using it at international competition because they thought it was a good strategy and like you think this is some experimentation people around the world or have commented that they've seen it like if you watch ls's co-stream which is a good co-stream the pro players were in there talking about how oh yeah sona sona and lux we've seen this bot lane before you know it's like people are playing it people are experimenting all around the world so there's so much upside to it and so little downside for the experimentation
2: yeah, and I think it's incredibly unlikely that TSM would pass them. I, I wasn't saying I think that'll happen or anything, but...
0: You just I don't just, like the risk.
2: Yeah, I don't like the risk. I mean, w- would you say, Mark, that they they couldn't have had a better draft that you would have felt better about them winning on versus that? I, I just don't think that's their best one. And
1: Well, what, that's not even the argument, though. Yeah, of course C9 has better drafts that they're more practiced on. That doesn't have anything to do with when's the right time to experiment or why you would play this on stage, right?
0: I mean, I would be more excited to see, to your point, The pair. I'd be more excited to see them win with this comp that they drafted this past weekend than with, like, a standard one I'd seen them win with a million times because we know that, or we would learn, like, oh, yeah, this... I would have more t- more confidence in them headed off to Worlds. Let's put it that way, right? Like, oh, look, they came up with this innovative thing, or, like, they were the first to showcase it, or, like, they can play these different styles, or whatever. I think that would... I would be excited to see that, you know, and I think perhaps, perhaps they would have won this in, like, a, a best-of-three scenario. I don't know, but...
1: When G2 was playing Pike in every position, and their players were doing crazy shit, you know, like, they were experimenting a lot in, in you know, I'm talking about last year and summer and stuff, like, They still made finals of worlds and they won MSI and they, they were a very unique team and they had unique strategies that threw people off. Um, and they won games at MSI with their pike top. I believe it was MSI that they had that massive comeback game with pike top and no one really knew what to do about it. You know, like if you watch that during the regular season, would you look at pike top and go, ah man, they're experimenting and this is stupid. They shouldn't do this. They should play their best comps, you know?
2: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, that's really all I had to say. I just wanted to get your, your all's thoughts on it.
0: No, I mean, I appreciate it. And I think, look, I, you're going to find other people, I think, who would have the philosophy of you should always go for whatever you think is going to give you the best chance to win. And and by the way, for all we know, C9 had played this, and they had massive success with it, and so they felt like this was their best chance at preserving their record. We don't know. Maybe they had started to drop games playing in scrims with uh the strategy like people maybe felt like maybe they felt like people were starting to figure out their normal shit so they had to go with something unconventional who knows but um but i just i think in this situation like i am i am really gonna have a hard time getting frustrated with na teams for trying something that is unconventional especially whenever they are in like a solid spot like it feels like c9 is so anything you want to uh shout out or say as we move on to the next caller of the bear
2: Shout out to Alienware, and you guys, the uh this is the classic Monday night ritual for me. Thank
0: you. Well, I'm glad to have that. It's our our classic Monday night ritual as well other than when we move it to Wednesdays. Anyway, thanks so much, Bear.
2: Yep. Thank you guys. Everyone.
0: All right, we got another caller coming up in just a second. Marcus off to grab them. A couple more shout outs to Wandering Tamashi and Wild LOL. Thank you Wild LOL. Subscribing to Travis Cafford Industries has made me a better person. Everyone should subscribe to TGI. Alienware is the best. Go to Alienware.com Travis today. Great, great sub message. I
3: really appreciate that.
0: Robot Russ is here. Robot Russ, where are you calling from?
3: Nashville, Tennessee. And you've called in before, right? I've just been a long-time subscriber.
0: Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out, because I obviously I know your name. You've subscribed for so long, so it's great to have you on as a first-time caller. What do you want to talk about on the show?
3: You mentioned uh, talking about a streaming service and I thought it would be interesting to bring up something I read about a few weeks ago that Tencent is starting a new streaming service and they have their hands in quite a few games. So I think it would make sense for them to drop a ton of money into the scene and try to buy up a bunch of esports to start their streaming service off right because apparently Microsoft couldn't do it by just doing individuals with Mixer.
0: Yeah, I mean... Microsoft, I feel like, did not do the best job of, of doing what they were going to do. But, uh, okay, I'm trying to remember the name of this streaming platform because I just remember. Provo. Provo, that's right, that's right. Um, so, yeah, this is supposedly happening. There's been a lot of talk about it and I think even a couple articles. And uh, and so, yes, I, for context, again, for those that didn't watch the video, I proposed that Riot will go exclusive with a streaming platform soon. I think they would probably go with Twitch or YouTube robot. Russ, are you suggesting that they would potent like riot would potentially exclusively stream their events on this new 10 cent service?
3: I mean, I don't think that Trovo is a great service by any means, but they're kind of starting off. So I think it's going to take a little while for them to get started. I think it won't happen this year, maybe next year. And if it does, it'll be a limited deal. And I personally think it will fail. Uh, I do think that in the end, YouTube or Twitch will win, but I think that they're going to try to get their hand in it.
0: If people can go look at trovo.live.com, and it looks so much like Twitch. It's, it's actually very funny. The front page control C
1: control V. Yeah,
0: exactly. What is the copy? My homework, but don't make it look like you copied it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, the streaming service is up. You can go stream on it. Honestly, they should capitalize, I think, on trying to get a bunch of Mixer people over because I think usually the Mixer people were on Mixer because they didn't want to stream on on Twitch. But yeah. I, look, so here's what I could see. I could totally see Trovo just quietly start streaming LCS and Worlds soon. Uh, because right now, Riot, like a lot of people don't know this, but la- I think it was last year, Caffeine streamed League of Legends LCS stuff. You know, like I, Riot is very clearly not in an exclusive relationship with anybody right now. So if Tencent maybe asked them to or they paid some money or something like that, I could totally see Trovo streaming League stuff soon, League Esports. However, I I do think that if the LCS moves to an exclusive uh, deal, Trovo would lose it. I don't think that Tencent is going to bully Riot into to sticking there. LCS exclusively on this like stream platform that most people admittedly have not heard of. Um, and so I, I see, I think it's skeptical that it'll, it'll be there exclusively, but I do, I do totally think that it'll potentially like they'll, they'll pick up LCS this year for instance and, and stream it over there.
1: All right. Let's say you're someone who didn't watch your video, Travis, if it's not Trovo, who do you think it's going to be slash why slash should we be excited or should we fear the future?
0: So, I think, okay, if I'm Riot, here's what I do. I go out and I talk to everybody. And I get everyone to give me their huge numbers. You know, Facebook and Trovo. And if Spotify is actually doing the streaming service that's been rumored. You get all these people. And then you leverage the biggest numbers against Twitch and YouTube. And you hope that YouTube gives you the most money. Sorry. You you hope that Twitch gives you the most money. Uh, Because I, I think that Twitch is the place where if you go with Twitch, you will probably see the lowest dip in viewership if you go there exclusively. Like I know, I know that there are diehard YouTube viewers out there who are like, I'm not going to watch LCS if it's on Twitch and not on YouTube. But I think you won't see that many people uh, leave or or stop watching if you go with Twitch. And uh, I do think that Twitch allows Riot to do, you know, they they already have other relationships with them. They've done like, there's they've got co-streaming on it they've got which they have on youtube but it actually has much more of a presence on twitch they've got drops they've got all these different things that they do with twitch and i think that that's most likely where where they would they would go and i think they have a lot of leverage with twitch too because riot like league is huge on this platform and so i think twitch would feel it pretty painfully if they if they left, and unlike Ninja, who like you know could ebb and flow, I think you know Riot is obviously going to be with Twitch for a long time, or Riot will be around as a streaming situation for a long time.
1: The only thing I don't like about that is YouTube's player is just so much better. Like I, I actually will pull both up, Twitch and YouTube, and I'll pull Twitch up whenever I hear like a funny call or a funny thing in the game, and I want to see what Twitch chat's reaction is but otherwise I watch on YouTube and I use like the different features to skip back five or 10 seconds and rewatch fights a bunch of times. Whereas Twitch is just.
0: Yeah. And but I wonder if, off. if Twitch has the ability to do any of this stuff and they just don't deploy it because it, it's way more expensive to have it out. Maybe, maybe you, you talk to Twitch and you're like, can you please give us like two of the YouTube features exclusively for us or like as a partner thing, you know, if they, if they've developed the rewind stuff, but they've never deployed it because it was, it, I'm sure it it's server intensive or something like that I don't know. Maybe that's something that they could do. I I mean obviously like this technology exists. It's not like Twitch can't do that. They just haven't for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. And I uh I mean the the viewership thing's hard to tell because YouTube viewership looks bigger, but like you said about the co-streaming it's hard to know. Like what would happen to co-streamers on Twitch if you went exclusive YouTube?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I they would probably not be co-streaming it anymore is what would happen
1: yeah i would assume russ you're yeah
3: i was gonna say uh i just really hope they don't do this i think that they they might um i hope that they don't because some of the ways that i really enjoy watching is actually on my television and i don't want to have to like find an app that doesn't work uh for my smart tv or anything like that yeah, you, you know having parties a
0: fi- like a fire stick or something
3: yeah, I got a Roku and PlayStation and other stuff. But I mean, it's like just finding they a, a new way official, to do it.
1: They don't even have an official Twitch app on Roku, right? Or anything?
3: Yes, they do. They do. They have. Uh, but I usually new? watch it because, on YouTube anyway. But yes, they, they have one on the Roku store.
1: Because for a while, they, my, my TV is a Roku TV. And before I had to use a thing called Twitched or something. Twitch Zero. Uh-huh. And it wasn't an official Twitch app. It was like a reboot thing. I got the little box. It might be different.
0: Most people are saying yeah. Roku doesn't have it, so... It might be uh, different. Then. I don't know. So Twitch I, seems I either, to with you.
1: I either have to uh, use Wi-Fi to broadcast my TV to my... or my computer screen to my TV, or I just, like you, watch it on the YouTube app, which works great and still has that rewind feature. I'll watch L- LEC. I'll wake up in the morning and flop on my couch, and I'll watch whatever game's going on, and then I'll rewind back on my TV to, like, you know whatever, because they're in their, their post-game, and I'll watch another game while they're in their post-game game for the next game, and it's, it's fucking awesome. Oh, you don't watch no their
0: day. analyst stuff? I feel like that would be valuable for you, Mark.
1: I, I definitely do. I just go back later.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, we just learned something here, everybody.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched. I'm kidding. I'm just saying that, like, it depends on the day. You um, know, and those guys they,
0: think they're, you're their friend. Dracos and Medic—they already say such nice things about you, and, Do and they just really? to see I think you betray I'm pretty them. Pretty
1: clear about where our relationship is. I don't think. Well, either. I think
0: that you just made it very clear to them. So I think I think it might have fundamentally changed over the course of this Burned
3: call. Some bridges,
0: <laughs> Russ. Uh, so you you would not like it. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like somebody in Twitch chat said, like, "How is this good for the viewer?" It is not. Like, there's just no world in which, in my opinion, this is going to be good for the viewer unless. Is it- Somehow the partnership is able to create like, like, Hey, yeah, we, you know, we're bringing the rewind feature to Twitch. Like they're going to launch it exclusively for us in the beginning as part of an experiment. And also like, we're going to do all these other really cool things to help you out. This is one, like the only way it's good for the viewers if you're willing to, and I don't think most viewers are interested in hearing this, like, Hey, the LCS will die if we don't do this, right? Like four of these teams will leave or they'll sell their spots and like, this is going to be super sustainable for a long time that's why this is good for the viewer, but I don't think people I mean, care about that or want to hear it.
3: I yeah, just I think, think it's going to bring a lot of money in because it's going to give them leverage, like you said, to put it against each other, and then you know l c s can make some money and hopefully inc- better the broadcast with it
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the like the pitch you would give to to fans is like, hey, with this new money, we can do x, y, and Z, and hopefully have some real tangible things that you Papa Papa smithy says pro
0: view as part of it could be cool actually that'd be super neat what if you were a twitch prime user and you get pro view as part of your being a twitch prime person that'd actually be super smart and super cool i'd do it would that make you feel happier about it russ
3: if it was twitch yeah but i mean i I already sold into amazon i gave them my soul i guess already mm.
0: yeah i mean most of us have unfortunately Either way, Russ, anything you want to say before we move on to a quick break?
3: No, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Alienware, and good job, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Have thanks. a good
0: one. All right, moving on to a quick break here. We're going to talk about our sponsor, Alienware. Speaking of Alienware, they sponsor us. There's an Alienware computer back there, an Alienware monitor, an Alienware laptop. You can see this all. Actually, this is a box. That I need to, that's kind of messy in my office, but that's also an Alienware box. Either way. Alienware sponsors so much of what we do here. And I know you guys have all heard this already, but they've got some really great products uh, over there. I, I'm going to focus more on that rather than just talking about how much they help us because you guys have heard me say that. Uh, but you should go check out a bunch of different things. So first off, they've got the Alienware Area 51M. This is like a great desktop replacement. You can actually open it up, and and it's a little bit more accessible for upgrading than... Uh, your usual laptop. So maybe you're a college student and you want to be able to game uh, You know, you want to feel like you've got a desktop that uh, desktop power without lugging a, a desktop back and forth whenever you're home or you're going to college or you're going to a friend's place or whatever Alienware, Alienware area 51m is that kind of desktop replacement again You can see all this stuff as I'm talking about it over at Alienware.com slash Travis. they have got the new Aurora fantastic stuff in it uh, the new Intel chips are in it uh, I use this 34-inch curved gaming monitor. Absolutely love it. I'm playing Death Stranding right now and being able to, to use the cinematic mode that they made, cinematic widescreen mode that they made exclusively for PC. You know, you can't really do that on a console. Uh, that's actually super fun because that game is, I know people say walking simulator. It's not a walking simulator. You just need to play it for a while to get to the... Anyway, experiencing that in this ultra-wide format is so cool because it's like watching a movie especially whenever you're going through all those like beautiful cutscenes. Either way, they've got some great hardware. You can go check it out. It's a bunch of cool stuff. If you're in the market, uh, go check it out. If you're not in the market, go check it out. Uh, you could use Travis <laughs> Ted Q2 at checkout. And this is important by the way, because that code, I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to pull the veil back a little bit. If you are listening to this, I think after August 1st is when they do it, it's going to be Travis Tenoff off Q3. That's they they update the code so that uh, these things you know they, you've, they stick with us they don't get spread around on on some other site you know six months later so Travis Tenoff Q three if you're buying in August if it's in July be sure to use Travis Tenoff Q two and thank you so much to everybody who uh, supports us uh, through supporting Alienware they do some really cool stuff so thanks again to Alienware for all the support we're gonna make an Alienware emote too I haven't gotten that plugged in yet to the Twitch yet but.
1: I'm going to get an that? Alienware face tattoo as well. Are you? That's awesome, man. Yep, right here. Just the the whole <laughs> logo on my face. Can you
0: do me a favor? And I can maybe get them to pay for that.
1: If I was going like. to say, can I invoice that?
0: Yes, but I, let, me, let me get Yoni to sell it to them. Because Will they um,
1: also pay for the laser removal surgery? once <laughs> the sponsorship ends? <laughs> can I that get
0: like, maybe <laughs> not, but if in the future, I don't think this is ever going to happen, I think I'll die being sponsored by Alienware, but God forbid something crazy happen. Maybe the new sponsor would, that would replace them would pay for the laser removal of <laughs> the Alienware logo. So I think there's something you should do. I think that's
1: all. Look good to it. It's yeah. quarantine. Maybe I'll just have Ashley try it. Try yeah, her hand. I think that's a good nice idea. Tattoos. I mean, I,
0: the haircut went great. So and and the wow. last time she did something involving a face sounds like it went went really well. So <laughs> <laughs> tattoo seems great. Anyway, right, next caller. Yeah, next caller. <laughs> uh. Shout out to uh, Nick and Patwack at Patwack. I'm just going to call you Patwack. Thank you, Patwack, for the uh, the sub. I, I appreciate it. Let's see. We got our next caller here. Cade is calling. Cade, where are you calling from?
4: Uh, Galveston, Texas. What's going on, guys?
0: Galveston, Texas. Have you called him before?
4: I have, but I was in Austin, Texas there. I was in college.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought, because I was like, oh, Cade. He called in whenever he was in Austin, but now he's in Galveston. I, I'm confused as to what's happening. I'm glad we got that figured out. Where? Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show?
4: Um, so I want to talk about CoreJJ. I think he's the best player in the LCS, and the best player the LCS really has ever seen.
0: Ever seen? Holy moly. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's arguably the MVP favorite this. He's arguably the MVP favorite, and that would be his second MVP since coming back. I mean, he had that time in Dignitas, of course. But uh, you know he's come back. This would be his fourth split, I believe, and arguably could win the MVP again. And you could argue that he this should be his third MVP because he was the runner-up in uh, summer 2019 behind Svenskeren. I just think since he's gotten back here, he's shown a level of play that Na has not seen.
5: What
0: did you think of him last split?
4: Last split he was bad, but I think that was <laughs> internal issues. I'll, I'll yeah, that he was bad last split but I think that was internal issues going on with the team and the entire team looked bad, probably besides Jensen. I think Jensen looked pretty good last bit, last split, but yeah, last split was bad, but I think, you know, three out of the four splits he's been here, he's been the best player in the league and he's proven it.
1: This is a, I like this take. I think, um,
0: okay here. I mean, there's two parts it, right? Go ahead,
1: Mark. I was gonna say there's the there's the this season, then there's the historic one. What were we gonna say, Travis?
0: Well, okay. So first off, are we in agreement that he is he's uh, the only problem is there's also Blabber. You got Blabber and kind of competing to see if he can take the MVP slot, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, go ahead. Oh, uh, uh, so I was just gonna say, I think mainly the reason I say that is because especially this split, you can tell. I mean, he's T- Team Liquid's main win condition, and his playmaking is really the reason why they're winning all these games. And I, I I find it crazy that just a single player has his team tied for first. And, uh, you know, I think maybe you could say Bjergsen back in 20... back in the olden days of LCS maybe was doing that, but I don't think he was doing it to the level that Court J. J. was is doing it right now.
1: So on this split, um, I think it's... <sighs> it's a question of like highs and lows and and resource allocation it gets really really murky because like blabber's you know statistical dominance and in-game when you watch him in his, in the good games and he hasn't been as great recently when they've started doing more experimenting um but you know through the first 9 games and all that stuff uh he was so fucking good dude he was like head and shoulders above all time and we we had a segment where we talked about how like basically historically all time number one for all junglers ever in almost every single category um and so like he's obviously a beast but you know he does get his whole team to kind of play around him and when he doesn't there's a, a pretty noticeable difference in in level of gameplay core jj on the other hand as a support you can't really play around your support beyond giving them draft priority to say like hey what are you going to play? And we'll craft our team comps so you can kind of have more, more flexibility. You're not stuck on tank duty, like a Braum or something, and then we'll give you a, a later pick in the draft to, to counterpick. Well
0: um, So Mark, because you don't have to I, I think you can do this, you can say this now, because there's still two more weeks, so you won't decide. Mm-hmm. But like, if you had to choose today who to vote for, you know if you'd vote for blabber or
1: or? I'd probably vote for Blabber still. But Core probably my second vote, which is flying up the standings compared to where I had it, you know, even like two or three weeks ago. Even even recently, I was like, we, we were having a segment, we had a segment this week about MVP candidates, and we were debating yeah. Jensen or Core JJ who was the favorite on Team Liquid, even because Jensen's been incredible this split as well. Um, and if you look at their Shen game where he was on Azir, a lot of that was him delivering Shen. Then he had the game versus DeMonte where he absolutely clapped him as Lissandra. And then he had a game versus, I think it was Poe Belter, might've been someone else. And he just crushed them in lane in that game as well. And so there was like a pretty, like there's three, three games in a row recently where, you know, Jensen was incredible, but then this C9 game, you know, Jensen was a non-factor and it was basically a hundred percent on core JJ for winning that game for them. Um, so, I'm I'm leaning more towards Core JJ off kind of recency bias as well. Uh, he's been good all split to be fair. I'm not saying that, but, um,
0: but he's climbing up in comparison.
1: He's climbing up, and especially if they they somehow end the season tie between C9 and and uh, TL, and they have to play a tiebreaker or something like that's super fucking hype. Because honestly, I don't think Core JJ is out of the race. Even though I said blabber, like my mind's not made up at all.
4: Yeah, and I also like one of the things that stood out to me back in 2019, like both in MSI and at worlds, I know they were Brahm and Tom Kench were really powerful in the meta back then, but he, those, those were consistently getting banned against him just because he was so good at those picks and people didn't want to deal with, deal with it with him playing it. Like I, he just seemed to me like he, he knows how to play everything so, so well for support. And I just don't think we've seen that type of, I mean, I know we've seen that type of play from like a, a like Bjergsen or a prime, a prime Bjergsen or a prime double lift. But I feel like Core JJ has just brought another level to the LCS. And I know Dom talked about, I will dominate, talked about how he feels like some imports, like someday in Core JJ just make the region better and how they elevate the LCS just, just by being here. And I feel like Core JJ really, really exemplifies that.
0: So, he, Mark, here's my follow up question for you. Because the second half of the take is, like, most valuable of all time. And uh, I, I'm i just wondering, it, it's it been less than four splits, one of which, even our caller who's positioning it is, like, said that Cordy was bad. I can't... It's hard for me to feel like we can say best player of LCS of all time in such a short period.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends... I think how you frame it. Cause if you're talking about like all time contributions, you know, you start taking into like, you're saying longevity and someone like a Beersen or or double lift who has won way more splits on different teams with different teammates in different situations over different metas and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's hard to say core JJ um, is better than that on an ac- accomplishment level. But in terms of level of dominance and level of play, you know, being a world champion, a lot of the times world champions come to North America and there's a, level, there's a drop. Even if they're still good, there's a drop. I mean, I don't really feel like there was a big drop I'm in CoreJJ. Piglet's
0: still holding it down.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, even Impact is, is, a, is a great player, but right. he's not the same as 2013 SKT Impact, um, whether that's because the competition stepped up or whatnot. But I would just say that Core JJ is the best North American support in terms of level of play we've ever seen when he's playing well. I do think he had a bad split. I think everyone saw that. That could have been internal issues. If you're playing with an unhappy bot laner who's not practicing and has an attitude issue, I could see that impacting your play. You know, How uh, dare you talk about
0: tactical that way?
1: <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't really blame him for that split, but it doesn't change the fact that he played kind of like poop on the rift. Um, but now he's back, and so there's no question that that was like, you know, something was in the water. Like he's he's right back to where he was in in 2019. So uh, he's definitely the best play wise support we've ever seen in North America. Uh, so I, I can kind of buy the argument, you know, that he's one of the best players in terms of level of dominance over his competition. It feels, it feels p- pretty legit.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that would, I definitely give him best support. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there anybody else that ever we could, who else would we? I in mean, that like, conversation?
1: Even like Afro and special had periods of time where they were great, uh, for North America and, and, and the region. Yeah. Um,
0: but never I don't think either of them ever it ever felt like their their team was winning games off of them.
1: I mean they, they were. I think Afro didn't Afro get an M V P for his Yeah, he did uh, for Hundred Yeah, 100 when he first started 100 Thieves. Yeah. Um but I, I ultimately agree with your point, you know, like it didn't feel quite like this even back then.
0: Yeah. Cade, any final thoughts before we move on to the next caller?
4: Uh no, I think that's it. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. you have a
4: podcast you want to shout out? (laughs) Uh, I'll just shout out Hotline League and Alienware.
0: Hey, there you go. Thank you so much for the call.
4: Appreciate it, guys.
1: See you.
0: Off to the next caller, Marcos. Snarf051, thank you for the 17 months. Man, it is just, it's so great to see how many people are great human beings just by subbing. You know, you just, it's like... Sometimes I want to know who the great humans are, and right now I know that there are 812 of them. I just wish there were a few more. Jill is here. Jill, where are you calling from?
6: Vancouver, Canada.
0: Vancouver, Canada. I hear it's been really hot there.
6: Yeah, it's really cooked up in the last couple of weeks. It's been nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's been actually getting chillier here in L.A. Mark, have you been feeling that? It's been kind of cold.
1: I, uh there was a period of time where I have like an AC unit in my, my living room. And like, if I wasn't near it, I was dying. And yeah, it's not so bad now.
0: I mean, we've been closing the windows at night. Anyway, chill. No no pun intended. What do you want to talk about on the show?
6: All right. I want to talk about that. EG will be a top three team if they replace Huni with Kumo.
0: Oh boy. Oh boy. I, I've not even said like, I just, that's an interesting take. Um,
6: Hit us with the logics. Yeah. All right. I got I got three main points. I'm going to fire at you guys, and then you can run with it. Yeah, so, please uh, make sure
0: there are points and not paragraphs, because that's okay. the issue. <laughs> that's we'll have. All
6: right. Number one is I want to criticize the way they executed the swap out. They're switching up multiple variables with uh, coin flip mid laner and then switching into coin flip top laner while they're mixing around other steady pieces. So how are you supposed to analyze a change and uh, know what's working and what's not if you're not isolating for anything? So that's the first thing. Second thing is um, I want to reference the dive last week where they talked about how Broken Blade uh, can't really demand the kind of resources Someday does if he's not going to play like Someday. And Hooney was down in Academy, not playing like Someday, comes up and jumps on Camille, split pushes, and then you know runs it down late game. Classic Hoonie. And last thing is um, I believe they said that the reason they're bringing up Huni was for shot calling and for those late game moments where they say attack. Do you guys not have enough shot calling with Svenskeren, Zazel and Bang? Two time world championship beside Faker hard carrying by the way. So yeah, those are. I mean, winning points. a world
0: championship doesn't necessarily mean you're a shot caller, but
6: no, but he's not the only one on there, right? So
0: I, uh... <sighs> I feel like they did actually change one variable. It with the change, and that is Bang's mood. Um, that's why is my guess. I'm guessing. I I get the feeling. You know, they they put a lot of emphasis on like, well, Huni and Bang are friends, and that's a big part of it. And we know that Bang is a pretty emotional player, an emotional guy. And I get the feeling that the change was probably one that Bang wanted. I don't have inside information, but. If I had to guess, that's, this is like, I don't know. That, I think that's actually probably half the reason they made the move, if I was to speculate. Mark, do you think I'm crazy for that? You muted yourself. I don't know if you
1: meant to. Yeah, I muted myself on purpose. Um, I think the last point was the weakest one, so I'll just mostly glaze over it. Like, Bang seems like a pretty quiet person, and uh, you know maybe Huni is, is a good shot caller. I know during Immortals he made you know that that run he was pretty vocal, same with his fanatic stuff so I, I from my understanding, I've never worked with him personally but uh let's let's assume that the coaching staff is is competent enough to be like, yeah, he makes good late game shot calls, maybe his decision making on what fights to take and and what might be a different difference uh problem um but to your other points, I kind of understand what you're saying. I'm not sure I hundred percent agree with it. I kind of need to think my my way out loud here because you know, you're talking about coin flip mid for coin flip top, but maybe with better macro. Assuming that 0.3 is is fair, but for that the that he's a better decision maker. It's still harder to play around top lane. I think in general, um, and you're doing it in the middle of the split there's been less time. Travis makes a good point about the you know for bang sanity. Because it sounds like Kuni and Bang get along. I don't
0: I didn't use the word sanity, but
1: <laughs> that's what you said. You I, I said it, but I it's I kinda what you wish said. I
0: did. I think yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I know that Kumo, like I'm of the opinion that Kumo had a great start to the split. I was very impressed, but was starting to drop off a little bit. Um So I'm 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 not like, oh, I think Kumo's incredible, but I, I'm not convinced by this this new EG either. Um, there's there's the the problems that you've correctly identified about needs Mark, I'm so uh,
0: sad of these 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 false starts. I get excited like Hundred Thieves makes a change. They beat Cloud Nine. Woo! Hundred Thieves, everybody contracts. Woo! And then and then it just doesn't go anywhere. And I, now I feel like the same thing is happening with EG. Uh, ironically, also with the Cloud Nine win, you're like, oh man, look at this. This EG team made the change. It's sick. You know, they had three days, and then they read it. Yeah. Now that also feels like a...
1: a yeah, start. I mean, that's that's how I feel, too. And, like, I think there is an argument to make that, like, hey, Bang is really good. You guys could stop coin-flipping in your solo lanes and make a standard team comp
6: that plays more like TL around Bang. Um, yeah, I that. sorry. To that point, uh, I'm not... I'm a gold five, so I can't really talk about meta. But Dragon is pulling so much attention. The soul is so powerful. Like, if you want steady top lane, and then you can, everyone's fighting 5v5 around Dragon all game anyways. You watch a game, and it's just like four minutes between fights, almost choreographed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think I, I understand that point about, hey, if Bang's your best player, even if you're talking about... Juzuke or Kumo or um, Huni being someone else as your second best or like your playmaker through the early game to transition you, whatever. If they're coin flippy, that's still taking agency around bang to reach late game before the game's over. Um, so I I understand that line of logic, but I, I can't help but worry about sealing a little bit. Um, because I feel like you'll lose in solo lanes to to other teams if you can't figure it out. I, I would be concerned about kumo going up against international competition i'd be worried about him against someday i'd be worried against him about against licorice even you know like people in north america even solo has has had some pretty big games recently um yeah, so am
6: just talk regular season i'm not even thinking about international
1: oh well i think you, you have to think about those kinds of things in regular season um because Okay, you put Kumo in. It's a more stable team. You pick up some wins against the shitters, right? You, you pick up some easier wins against the the CLGs, the Dignitas, the teams Immortals, the teams that are struggling in the bottom of North America. You you Those are more likely wins. Maybe you end with a be- better regular season record. But then heading into playoffs, I mean, EG's aspiration should absolutely be Worlds. They were top three in spring. They have pretty good players for the most part. Like, They should be trying to figure out what's their best lineup to get them through playoffs. And I can see the other... I, I think I'm ultimately going to disagree with you. I, I think mm-hmm. figuring out whether it's Hune or Jazuke getting one of those two players bolted down so they're not quite as coin-flippy and will be your best bet in, in playoffs. And so I can understand in regular season trying to figure that out. That's yeah. a
0: point. I think what's unfortunate when I look at the EG roster and the fact that they made the changes, like that team fairly confidently got third place last split. And so it's kind of disappointing that we needed like a a mid summer split change to just like even get them to get to a place where like hopefully they can make it to worlds or be competitive right it's just it's kind of it's disappointing to a, to see a team that did pretty well in the, the spring yeah. just like suddenly start falling apart
1: i mean that's the thing with if you're if you're using quote unquote coin flip players is it's not like literally fifty fifty they win you half the games they lose you it's streaky you know so yeah like, when you go through four bad Jazuke games in the first half of the split, half your games are him on Karma, Cassidy, Cassio, or was it Cassio? A Kogma game. You know, you're like, okay, he's lost us half our games this split. Maybe we should look into an alternative.
0: Yeah. Well, either way, thanks so much for the call, Jill. Anything you want to shout out before we move on to the next
6: caller? Yeah, thanks, guys. Just going to shout out my girlfriend for putting up with me listening to League all day long. So shout out to Manjot. Hey.
1: Get a headset. What are you doing? Or do you that's mean great. not spending time with her because you're listening?
6: Not spending time with her. Yeah. Ah. Okay. That,
0: <laughs> I is. think that's a good decision. Either way, chill. Sure. Thanks so much for the call. Okay. On to the next caller. We got uh Snarf zero five one you for the the seventeen months. I think I'm already shouted you out, but just in case, Craig Gorger. Thank you as well for the prime. Uh, if if anybody's watching right now, could you maybe? just move your cursor over the stream. If you see a blue crown, you see um I'm trying to test something and if you do see it just go ahead and hit that uh that free sub or prime sub or whatever the button is. That's pretty good. Very helpful. When we don't have a guest I, I awkwardly fill this space just selling out and I feel bad for podcast listeners because listen I I know you're here podcast listeners you're hearing my voice in a very unique way and uh I just want to thank you for, for being there for always listening following and doing this maybe you're on a drive somewhere right now you're looking out the window and you're wondering when is Mark Zimmerman going to get back from the waiting room and uh, make it so that Travis isn't spil- filling time by himself and you know I don't have a great answer for you but I would say get ready for my book podcast, or book show my book YouTube channel Uh, because maybe you'll find that the audiobooks I talk about there are going to be better experiences for your commute than this podcast. You can finally stop listening to it. Hello? Hello. You're back. Thank God.
1: Uh, Sorry. Someone was like, i got to switch over to my computer, and then he was a little too slow, so I just went on to the next person, but I'm going to do him later.
0: Okay. The River King is here. River King, where are you calling from?
7: I'm calling from Richmond, Virginia.
0: Richmond, Virginia. What do you want to talk about on the show?
7: Um, I wanted to talk about how I think that this, this end of the summer split is a perfect setup for another crazy Demonte Cinderella run and that uh, Golden Guardians legit are third best team in our region and they have really strong carry players and they're set up for success.
0: Who do you think would be the three teams that we would send to Worlds then?
7: Um, I think uh, C9 uh, and a Team Liquid, Golden Guardians.
0: So this is similar to the take we had last time. Yeah,
7: I figure, I figure people like talking about Golden Guardians. So
0: Mark, I mean we we last week didn't we I'm not criticizing you for pulling this call again, but or I, but isn't it similar to the Golden Guardians will go instead of TSM
7: call? I, think I have so. other takes that I had um in case. No, no, no.
0: Mark pulled there. you for this one. So we're okay. gonna talk about this one.
1: I don't remember that far back. dude. come on?
0: Okay. Well whatever. Anyway, go ahead and River King, go ahead and explain.
7: Um I think the one thing that just prompted me was that um when I was watching last Sunday um, after these games, they just did this insane showing where like FBI is number one or two in like every practical metric that you can quantify for an ADC player. Um, and I thought that was really crazy because I think when people talk about, you know, best ADCs in the region, people are really, you know, of course talking about Zven. they're really hyping up tactical, they're talking about bang, um, you know, uh, players like that, you know, double Doublelift is obviously doing a lot better this split. Um, and then I included this in what I wrote in Discord. I really do think that Golden Guardians are kind of playing like a, like a budget C9 style. Like their players individually might not be as good um, as C9's roster, which is definitely really strong. but um, Closer obviously is this really um, aggressive, really intelligent um, jungler that they're, they're allowing to carry on things like Olaf and Graves and Nidley. Um, he's probably the only jungler in North America who's actually like doing well on Nidley um obviously is really adept on galio and twisted fade and you know he's zoe and he's moving on the map um fbi and who he um is who he's obviously or not obviously i think who he's really been performing really strong and fbi's been gone under the radar and then Hanser's, um i think also been doing some really stable performances he's had a couple bad games but he's also been really delivering for his team um in a way that is also going underappreciated
0: Sorry, Mark, was the stats thing that he referenced, was that something you guys showed on the broadcast? Are you muted, Mark?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm muted. You got a fucking problem with that? Okay,
0: yeah, I was just confusing because your lips were moving. I didn't hear any noise. So yeah, it it was like all right? yeah, it was definitely intentional.
1: It was intentional. Yeah, I think it was on, on broadcast. We had a couple of segments recently where we were hyping FBI a little bit.
0: So, hmm. First off... What's your- What's it is theme? true that allied league. So last week, uh, after the show, because somebody called in very positive about Golden Guardians, Hunter messaged me, who runs Golden Guardians, and was like, "Man, Allied League just filled with Golden Guardians fans. You guys always get, you know, maybe, we might get more positive takes about Golden Guardians than any other team. I don't know what's going on there, but
7: I'm a big cloud nine fan. But I mean, I have a lot of respect for, um, I have a lot of respect for Hunter and Demonte and Closer and a lot of the players. so I always root for them if I can. Yeah. I like the Golden
1: Guardians org too. I think they're 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 pretty good." Uh, in terms of just like I appreciate like their little like coaches notes and some of their uh, like the style of everyone in turtleneck sweaters like at least at least they're trying something a little bit I appreciate that
2: yeah
0: well okay Mark help me out understand because uh is is FBI just a player that people don't really know too much about and so that's why he's flying under the radar and is he really flying under the radar is this guy one of the best ADCs in our our league this split
1: I think he's one of the best laning ADCs. Easily, he's actually really good now that I've started paying a little bit more attention to it. Um, the reason I think he's a little overlooked is because of the closer attention and closer being a lot of the playmaking in the early game. It's kind of hard not to watch him and talk about him more. And then come mid to late game, I think FBI has has some some mistakes he makes in the mid to late game as well as like the whole team having issues. Like in that last game, Hanser potentially could have flashed in a zero alt. Um, at one of the drake fights just to, to be able to kill p o e but then didn 't do it and i don 't know they they were really hit or miss in their team fighting um and as an 80 carry that 's usually when you shine the most is in lane you know in terms of like getting c s d s and stuff which we're we 're talking about and then in team fighting being able to navigate them really well and if your team 's hit or miss in team fights it's you're a little shit out of luck because it's not like you're side laning. Like, like, you're not a mid laner or a top laner who gets to 1v1 mid to late game. You just never do that, really, as a marksman. So uh, it's a little harder to shine individually.
0: You know, one of my big concerns for Golden Guardians is it, I believe I'm looking at the schedule right now going back. Yeah. They have had one weekend where they went 2 0. And that was the, the weekend before last where they played Immortals and Dignitas. And um, I just like <laughs> it's it's difficult. What are you saying, man? I mean, I'm just it's difficult to say. Now that's a team that's going to go to Worlds, you know, and maybe they're going to pick it up. Um, and maybe what we're seeing is is that trend. I guess it's just like they don't seem consistent enough to um, to be able to do that. Uh, and arrow says one if- weekend of of zero to one weekend of two zero. The rest are one on one on one, just like any other team. Uh,
7: yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if 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 I may interject, Travis. I mean, I think no. like, sorry, sorry. no, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> no I, I didn't mean to interrupt. But um, I, I mean, Papa Smithy just said in the chat, like, what would you have said about clutch gaming? You know, in in seven weeks, what would you have said about Demonte then? And I think that what I what I was actually going to say, I just saw the message. But um, the the problem with Golden Guardians last split, which you know, functionally the same roster, but it was. It was Golden Glue instead of Demonte. Is that like you had team compositions where, like, yeah, they definitely do want to play through Closer and Closer is their strongest player, but you have Golden Glue who's just kind of like sitting in lane trying not to lose on Syndra, And like, that's definitely a strat that like might work for evil geniuses with Bang, but when you have Demonte, like, helping closer the way like niski helps blabber or like is is moving practically around the map i do think that's something that can um, look really scary in a best of five and gives them at least a lot more adaptation and like like strengths or identity which makes me more positive on that in like a playoff format when they would have to play a series
0: so I, uh, really quickly on the topic of the the what oh that happened with clutch in week seven or you know papa smithy's thing about yes i I do not think that I would have been very confident that clutch was going to worlds. That is what makes their story kind of a miracle run right where they kept they they had mm-hmm, all these yeah. moments of of possible failure and then they like succeeded in every single one of those. I remember like Demont saying like every game was basically one that they had to survive yeah, otherwise yeah. they were screwed for like of for like months i think you know some ridiculous situation and um and I just like. That that does not like another team being in that situation does not make me confident for that team. Like that was what fair, caused yeah. the clutch story to be so good. It doesn't mean that just because they did it, other teams will do it. I think it it actually it really makes makes what they did it remarkable. And mm-hmm. I, I just I don't have a ton of confidence that another team will repeat that situation anytime soon. Maybe Golden Guardians will be, but I would recognize that as like two miracles in two years. You
1: know, Mark, I you think, I think, say? Um, to to the callers to give him some some credit, I do think that they have a lot of things to improve on in a positive way where they also have a lot of things working pretty well. I think who he has a unique champion pool works well with the team uh, and can win them games like that set. I think he's the best, you know, set support. Not like there's a lot of them in North America, but he's the best set support in North America. And he does have some wrinkles to that. Um, Haunser is a great laner individually. FBI is a great laner. Uh, Demonte, like you're talking about, is playing this more supportive style with closer. They have a, a team... Style that I can see working, and I think that they have a lot of the laning phase stuff figured out, which is often the biggest concern a lot of the times with teams and and ceiling and things like that. Um, Is okay, you can play this way versus bad teams, but then when you get slapped around in lane, you're screwed. And I I have a lot less of a concern about that with with Golden Guardians in in North America, Um, but their mid to late game is still a problem, Um, and I'm still concerned about. And that's kind of been the, the the rub on them all year. They've always had great laning stats. They've always had good goal differences at 10 as a team and at 15. And, you know, you still see that coming through. Uh, but then things just seem to fall apart in the mid to late game. But if they ever fix that, I think you're actually right. You know, that they could could be the third third seed. Right now, I wouldn't say so. But like to your point, I wouldn't have said that about Clutch. And if they can continue to improve, um, I think that they they could make it. I wouldn't bet on it. I still wouldn't bet on it. But I actually don't think it's it's as ridiculous as some of the other teams that they're, like, close to in the standings right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, we we had, again, we had a similar call, kind of. It, it was more in relation to Golden Guardians will be beat out TSM and be the better team last week. But, man, this, this past weekend doesn't make me more confident for Golden Guardians' chances going through. Again, they went one-on-one. And FlyQuest is looking better, right? Like... That's a team that I think people thought was underperforming for a while, and they're starting to, to look better. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but...
1: I thought um, that FlyQuest game was actually a pretty close one. Um, I do think FlyQuest is looking better ever since they put Turtle back in, but like, man, there's this team fight where I'm just watching Haunter and he gets his alt, and he's on top of PoE, and like he's yeah, on a <laughs> deer, and it's like, what do you think the Azir's gonna do? Azir's gonna press R at you, and flash away. And he just gets hit by the alt. And like on the one hand, you know it is a high execution play to flash that, that alt. But at the same time, you're a professional player. Bang did it literally the day before. It's it's not that insane to be like fat flash follow the Azir when you see that alt come out, or just flash on top of him. And then when he flashes away, he's probably still in range of your alt. And then maybe you can win that fight, or at least you're positioned correctly to finish off Turtle, who lived with like 100 HP. And, like, the game could have been different there. And same with their, their fight at, uh, at, at Red Jungle um, was another one where they were just horribly disconnected. Um, and they easily could have beat FlyQuest in that game if they were just a little bit better in a couple of those situations. So, I mean, FlyQuest is better right now. I would definitely, you know, if they played a best of five, I'd bet on FlyQuest. But it's not like they're insanely better.
7: Yeah, I mean, they're tied with EG. They're only a game down on uh, FlyQuest. TSM's obviously a couple games up, but I think... Um... Uh, I think you guys definitely made all great points, and I'm not saying a uh, Golden Guardians necessarily like you know is the team that's gonna not go zero six in a group hypothetically against two Chinese teams and a European team, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely think they um, they at least I think that like the strengths they have as a team are going under the radar, and like when people are talking about like yeah, it's gonna be C9 TL FlyQuest, I think that's not necessarily like. Um, gonna be true or like like you know is there's a lock or something like that or tsm so yeah that's what i wanted to call in and talk about
0: river king thanks for the call anything you want to say before we move on to our next caller
7: yeah i actually called in probably about like uh, five weeks ago i was the call where we talked about vainglory and i talked about team management and i just think it was a disaster for everyone included because i wasn't really elaborating on my point for a while i don't know if you remember but it was just a fun Viggly. call for all yeah. of us. So I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad this one went a little better. We had a more like narrow conversation. But yeah, uh, yeah thank, thanks for y'all. I love listening. I uh, subscribed a couple months ago. And uh, yeah, go see 9 yeah. Thanks so much for the call. Yeah. <clears throat> By
0: the way, Steve was in chat earlier. I don't know if he's still around, but shout out to Steve because uh, I got an email that I guess I'm going to be talking to you later this week about something secret.
1: Say TL into the camera three times and so I'll show back up. Yeah.
0: But no, normally it's like I need to say something like, Broxa won't be on TL next year. And then he suddenly shows up and goes, what? Or if I said something like, I don't think C9 is actually the best team, Jack would suddenly be in chat and be like, hey, guys, just got back from dinner. What did I miss? And it's just like, "Is I don't Teams are.
1: See, look, have... Yeah, and Nero's going to bed right now because he got his Golden Guardians topic and he's like, all right, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah,
0: exactly. Sounds about right. Uh,
1: um. I wonder if that works with like international teams. If we started talking about G two, would, would Carlos Car- show up?
0: Carlos, guys, it's four in the morning. I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just I heard something was going on here. All right. Anyway, anyway you want to go grab the next? All right, there he goes. Vienna with the sub. Thank you, Vienna. How's it going? Everybody, go check out Vienna's stream. C nine Vienna. She streams. Mordo's the DK. Thank you for the prime. Wafflefoot. Thank you for the one year. St. Louis Slayer 24, thank you for the 25 months. And Furba 2 for the 25 months. And ESN Josh for two years. Oh, a bunch of subs. Thank you, everybody. B Morris is here. B Morris, where are you calling from?
8: Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.
0: Oh, a Canadian. Okay, but you're not Blue Jay, right?
8: Uh, no, I'm one of Blue Jay's disciples, actually. He's Blue dispatched, Jay is... us to, dispatched us to Western Canada now. Are you. Blue Jay is in the waiting room, to be fair.
0: Oh, is he? Okay.
8: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> okay, do you know Blue Jay?
8: No, no, he's like he's in Ontario, so we're quite a ways away from each other.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, what what do you want to talk about on the show?
8: So, I I don't remember how exactly I worded the take, but basically, I think that TSM is gonna win the split, and I feel like they're gonna kind of mirror the similar style of the old G two, not the five and whatever they are right now, G two, <laughs> the the old G two that would just dominated. Uh, EU just kind of a maybe a not so much on steroids like they were, but uh, I think that they'll with Bjergsen and Doublelift playing to the levels that they can play at. I think they'll mimic the same carry style like Caps and Perks did over there.
1: And then Spica will be just like Yankos and win a bunch of MVPs, yeah, right?
8: Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> gonna say yeah, that. and Broken Blade think...
1: will turn into Wonder, who's able to go toe to toe against the best Chinese and Korean tops at Worlds in 2018 and help carry the team in the aatrox Akali I... meta.
8: I don't yeah. think I don't think that Broken Blade is like deserving of as much flack as he's getting. Like he's not I don't think Pe- Broken Blade is as bad as the community is saying he is. Speaker, I'll like I'll give you the Speaker 'cause like he's new. <laughs> I mean <laughs> like,
0: rarely is anybody as bad as the community is saying that they are. I, I...
8: Yeah. Uh I just think like, I mean Speaker's pretty new. I, I definitely don't expect Speaker to be to be Ankos like on any level <laughs> at all. But I mean that's the biggest question mark for me was Spika. but I mean I think I think that's why I said not to their like not on steroids as G2 was but I still think it'll be enough that Spika will play up the level enough to beat C9 with Bjergsen and Doublelift playing cuz I think Bjergsen's so lot better than Nisqy and I think that Doublelift I think can play better than Sven.
0: How long have you been a TSM fan for?
8: Oh like way way back in the day like you, when double if before, before double if was on the, like before double if like left even what
0: tsm march do you um none <laughs> oh wow you don't own any okay
8: I no not like back that hardcore trying no, to but... build
0: out a profile of you because uh it i feel like it takes a pretty hard is this TSM like csi
1: kinda. or yeah. whatever you know no, 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 no just, a psychology it's psychology like I, of a serial killer i don't think we tend to have, to have mind state
0: tsm definitely gives us the most amount of calls like this where like TSM could be, you know, in last place and you'd have a caller come in and be like, man, Bjergsen's just, he's so good. And like everybody else is just not as good. And that is why they're going to win Worlds this year. You know, it's just, it's its always great. Okay, so um, your, your take is they just, I guess you were saying they have a higher ceiling than anybody else and they're going to hit it before playoffs or during playoffs?
8: They'll hit it. I think they'll hit it during playoffs. I think they'll just, like, I think Doublelift's going to get His playoff kinda like like buff. Not as not his group stage nerf, but I think he's gonna get a little bit of a buff in playoffs and I think he's just gonna kinda him and Bjergsen, I think are just gonna like kinda stomp like we expected them to do. Do you
0: feel like tactical is gonna be or not tactical, uh, treats is gonna be enough for Double Lift, given that he just sort of started playing recently? I mean part of that
8: part of that the reason is like that I think that double lift is actually gonna be uh, up to that level that we used to see him at is is because of treats this like just in in his brief like statement on the tsm legends he kind of seemed like he was like kind of happy to have treats i don't know if that was just for the the, could you find me a
0: situation where double if gets the new support and isn't happy to have them
8: uh that's probably not that's true (laughs) i'm just so i
0: was just saying like i don't take a adc saying he's happy to be playing with his new support as evidence that like And by the way, I'm not ragging on treats. I'm not saying treats is bad. It's just like, it's, it's, uh, if I would just objectively, you have, you're, you're putting a lot of this on the ADC who just started playing with a new support for the first time. And these guys have like a matter of weeks to figure everything out before playoffs. And you're saying that double lift is going to be, him and Bjergsen together are going to be like the thing that carry. TSM beyond like the incredibly dominant C9 that we've seen the split beyond like the TL that seems to still be, uh, I don't know, lucking into wins <laughs> in some cases. Like, like I, it's, it's just, yeah I mean uh, like
1: that fucking, I mean, even the game they just played versus CLG, if that blast cone, isn't there, they get womboed and lose Baron, <laughs> you know, because you know, like, like,
0: everybody was telling me that, you know, TSM is the greatest CLG sucks after that game, you know?
1: I mean, CLG does suck. I'm not saying that. But that's what I'm saying. It's TSM almost lost to that CLG.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: so
8: I
0: this is it's just a tough one for me to, to to swallow, my my Canadian friend.
8: Yeah. No. I I I I totally understand. It's a bit of a bit of a bold statement, but I I I don't know. I think that I don't, I don't know. I just got a feeling that I, or it'll they'll just lose go to next week and then here I'll be that jerk on the dot light league that's just another TSM fanboy so I guess who knows but. like
1: I mean so and double are obviously historically great players broken blades a little little streaky but you know his highs are actually fairly high speak up I'm pretty pretty concerned about treats I haven't seen enough and you know especially in best of ones and different strengths of opponents you know it's hard to to get a good read on especially coming in the middle of a split um, cause you know, this week was, was relatively easy. It was dig and it was, it was CLG and they did two Oh, but it was a bit of a, a squeaker in that last game. Um, yeah. so th- there's, I am still a little con- concerned. Um, I'm not bought in yet, even as like the third place team, which I know they are. Uh, I don't think it's like. You know, FlyQuest or EG or or even Golden Guardians couldn't figure their shit out real good in the next couple couple weeks, and then TSM's falling behind. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: not confident they're going to go to Worlds, and you're proposing that they're going to win the split.
1: Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. No, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just really think that they're gonna we're gonna see them like figure it all out within this last little clump, and then throughout the playoffs. Like, I think they could build by the time they get to that last round and finals, that's they're going to be at the level that they need to be to beat. If we're assuming that C9 is in the finals, uh, I think they'll, they'll be ready.
0: I feel like right now, if, if I had to bet, I would say C9 TL, TSM go to worlds. Cause I do kind of agree with you that TSM and a best of five, like th- Stakes get high and double lift and treats turn their figure their stuff out. I could totally see a world where like TSM clutches out an entrance into worlds. But I just I it's really hard for me to make the next logical jump that like T S M beats the top dominant team in the finals. I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough for me to see. If
1: you that. came in here and tried to convince us that you know TSM is going to make worlds for sure and they're they're going to figure it out, easier sell. Top, yeah. you know. Th- yeah, this but that's one. not spicy. <laughs> true, true.
0: I mean, I, I yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be that. I take.
1: We'd... I also take well-argumented, yeah, reasonable takes.
0: <laughs> I mean, if, for instance, if you said like TSM is for sure going to worlds. I think Mark would have been drawn to, to that take as well. I don't, want, I don't want your lessons from this or anybody else's lessons to be, I—I have. if I'm a fan of, if I want to make an argument that I think a team is good, I need to stretch it to the extreme. Otherwise, Mark won't yeah. pull me.
1: The Golden Guardians guy got on just talking about Golden Guardians going to Worlds. Yeah. He did not say they're going to beat C9. Yeah. Yeah.
8: yeah, but I think there's less of a chance of Golden Guardians being C9 than there's a TSM being C9.
1: Probably. I agree with that.
8: No, I don't know. And then also just like a small side point about Travis. I know you're so hot on like Brox and not being on – TL yeah, I'm not so year.
0: hot. All right, this was. You're effort. all over that, dude. You're, it was spun out of a conversation you're we were having. Your it was like and I... rubbing
8: that rumor all over your body. <laughs> as baby Every, yeah, I Every
0: wasn't. I wasn't video, like, hey, I've got. I'm going to do a dedicated video. I have about some how...
8: news for you about Broxa. <laughs> Every single YouTube video that's going to be posted on Travis is like, oh, hey, by the way, what do you think of this idea that Broxa not being on TL <laughs> by the end of the split?
0: What anyway? What is your take? <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say? Where are you going uh, with just, this?
8: Just, just like that. I, I, like you guys say, speak is the question mark. What if they replace um, Spica with Broxa to fill the Yanko's shoes, like you like you guys criticized?
0: I don't know. Just a thought. Or I don't know if, if Broxa can fill the Yanko's shoes.
8: I no. I, I, they always talked about him on the LEC. I watched a lot of the LEC when he was there, and they always kind of talked about like I remember like Frost, especially like mentioning how like they were kind of the only two that were like just about equal. I don't you think Peter picks treat, Broxa
0: though. as his jungler again, is my Is my take. Because uh, I think, like, I'm not saying Peter doesn't like Broxa or anything like that. I just think Peter seems to, like, I mean, just based off public statements, not, I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine him pulling TL players to TSM.
1: Uh,
8: so you need to bench treats to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the import slots. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. that was just a side note but yeah that's that's basic that was when just is,
0: how long until broken blade
8: they that doesn't happen anymore, this, does it, it
0: seems like he's been over here forever but i guess he has yeah I don't,
8: I don't
1: i admit that i'm I'm probably not as informed about when that cutoff point started as i should
8: yeah. be yeah i kind of forgot about broken blade being the another, another import slot so. Yeah, it
0: seems like he's been there forever hey yeah. anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller?
8: Uh, no, just like shout out to uh, shout out to Alienware, and uh, I just want to shout out my podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a podcast to shout out. New channel. That's it. That's it. Just shout out to Alienware, and thanks for the, thanks for the take.
0: Yeah, have a good one.
8: Thanks.
4: All right,
0: we got about three more callers to go, and uh, where are we? I said. I think I said Mordos the DK? Thank you, the Prime. Just in case I, I didn't. Uh Khan. NA, thank you for the thirteen months. And Martin Martinov. Thank you for the prime. We got Trooper here. Trooper, where are you calling from?
5: I'm calling from Washington, DC.
0: Washington, DC. How's things in Washington, DC right now, actually?
5: Uh hot and humid. Okay. Kinda nasty.
1: <laughs>
5: yeah. It's,
0: Nothing kinda, going it's a swamp, with, uh... right?
5: Well, it's not necessarily a swamp. It's just the weather. In July, I've lived here about three years. July, is there's just always like two or three weeks where the weather is just awful.
0: That's gotcha. right. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show?
5: So my topic was that um, it's pretty clear now that before there wasn't enough evidence to show it, but it's clear that um, Doublelift was the problem on Team Liquid with you know Tactical coming in and kind of playing consistent, even not even better than Doublelift did all of Spring Split.
0: Hashtag double was the problem. You're you yep. pulling the Twitch chat uh, meme.
5: Well, I had a, I had another one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this one.
0: Was double If the first. problem? I mean, I think what is really interesting to me, and I am but not an analyst enough to understand this. But I, you know, if if I had a panel of three or four analysts, I feel like I would ask this question: Is like, what does it mean that CoreJJ is having such a better split now? than when last split when he was with double lift. And I saw this conversation break out in the Reddit thread, I think, after the maybe it was the TLC nine game. It was one of the TL games this weekend where people were, were debating how much of an impact Double Lift had on CoreJ's play and arguing that J screwed up on his own and I don't know. But I, I think that, that is that is a really it's not a good look for, for Peter that Core JJ is having such a good split now in comparison to last split.
5: And I don't want it to come off the wrong way, like I was a huge double lift fan, and I just think that, you know, Doublelift leaves and T- that's the only change that TL made, and now they're tied for first. Well I mean,
1: let me sell you on another narrative that okay. Jat is the greatest coach is. North America has ever seen. Honestly, I, I've cause... been
5: following Jet since like season three and I honestly I'm a huge fan of Jets.
1: So let's talk about you know, like doublelift was, was the problem, but who was he butting heads with the most? The coaching staff.
0: Yeah, but the coaching what staff is still there.
1: Don't, yeah, they only changed don't, one don't, thing. Uh, let's not let's not use logic here, okay? <laughs> they bring in a new head coach who totally revitalizes every single element of their system and, and carries them all the way back up to second from ninth place.
5: Yeah, but if I'm right, I'm I pretty sure, sure Kane and the rest of their team is still sitting up and Jad is just giving his, like, Head coach well, actual type their, of opinion.
1: Their play style has completely changed with Jet.
5: Oh no, I'm not saying that it hasn't. I'm <laughs> no, just saying I that like, Mark, Mark is saying
0: that it hasn't. I think. Is, is what <laughs> yeah, he's
5: I'm but uh, no, I think honestly that like when you when it comes down to it, what is it? Every single game that TL has played against uh, TSM, it just looks like TSM is just a kind of a dumpster fire right now. There's no page. narrative. They're irrelevant. I mean. If I had to have an irrelevancy list, I would say that TSM is probably 8th or ninth in terms of re- relevancy amongst all the current storylines. third place they've team that...
0: They've only played one game against TSM, by the way. So when you say every game they've played, you mean the week one game that they've played.
1: The sure. week one game... Yeah, but also, TSM the is already... Team is, is, you'd rather talk about <laughs> Immortals, CLG, Dignitas, 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians... You were talking about who is the one team that you don't want to hear about over TSM?
5: Who I don't want to hear about? I am. Yeah,
1: because t- you said they're not. So, okay. Every other team you'd rather hear about than TSM?
5: Yeah, I mean, they've been doing that. It's been the 100T and the, you know, the EG and the FlyQuest narrative. That's what it's been. I mean, Cloud, Cloud9 and Team Liquid have been at the top the, the entire split for summer. And it's been 100T and it's been Dignitas and it's been Golden Guardians and FlyQuest bringing it back up. Where, where's the conversation of TSM? They brought in
1: treats. They're still Uh-oh. tied for. They're still at third place with a two game. Oh, it was it one or two game lead? One game lead. Sorry, when you lead. say
0: where's the conference... Or, I I I got lost here. Are we talking about the analyst desk or like what people? Are well,
5: already, no. I'm, know, just saying, I'm just or... saying. In, I'm just saying in general. Because because here's the thing. Even if TSM, because here here's the scenario. TSM has lost both of their games to FlyQuest. If they tie, FlyQuest makes it into Worlds. TSM gets fourth.
1: All they right. beat them. I, like I feel like we've lost the thread here. I don't. Oh, but no, still, I
5: think so, I double lift was the problem on TL. He okay. leaves the team, and they go back to you know they go back to the top of the league.
1: <laughs> okay. Also, okay. TSM is in third now when they were struggling in spring. Also.
5: Sure, but they're only one game ahead, and the team they're behind beat them both times.
0: Okay, so, a couple things here. Sure. First off, (laughs) you seem, you seem, maybe you can, uh, I know you and Mark are going back and forth. Okay. I'm not, I'm not involved in this. I'm just going to talk from the sideline. A lot of people are going to say, I can't be critical of double lift. I know I see this all the time. I definitely think double lift was a negative influence on TL in spring. I think he, he probably did more to hold that team back than he did to make it succeed for the vast majority of the split I mean, these are things that he has even said halfway through the split. He he admitted his attitude was an issue and stuff like that. He just didn't like the way that the the coaches and stuff handled stuff with him. So I I 100% think that. I do think that there's a very good chance that Cordia J, for instance, looked worse than he normally does in part because of the lane partner that he had. Uh, I do think that other things have helped TL. I know that Broxa is definitely not feeling like he's in super sync, and as uh, people keep saying i'm I'm big on the Broxa not on the team, but I do think that having him around for a much longer period of time has been good and replacing double if with tactical, you know and is not just a double if thing but also the addition of tactical I think is pretty good because i I think he's this new fresh rookie that has been quite quite fantastic. And even though I am, you know, a very anti-Jet because when I tried to get him on Hotline League, he didn't come <laughs> on the show, and then he did a fucking podcast with Team Liquid, and then he did all these other interviews with everybody else, and he didn't come on the goddamn show. And I was told it was just because it was too early, and he'd come on the show later. But then I was never presented with the opportunity to have him on after. I still think Jet has probably helped improve things a little bit, even though the other coaches are there too. I think. Oh, I would.
5: I would agree that it's definitely a holistic. There's as a holistic improvement. And I think though what it comes down to as well is <clears throat> when everything got switched, it's just it's this whole and correct me if I'm wrong, back in Spring Split, Tactical subbed in for Double for a weekend. And that weekend he popped off.
1: Like yeah, correct me they, if I'm wrong. No, that happened. And then they benched Doublelift for another weekend and Tactical lost and then they brought oh, yeah. back in. Yeah. So one thing here, I want to I want to correct Twitch chat about about because I saw some people talking about this like oh how you, do you really think TSM is better than they were in spring? They have the same number of wins already as they had in spring. They they finished nine and nine last split. They're nine and five right now. Yes, they're fucking better. And Doublelift is better than Kabe, at least you know comparing their performances in spring and summer, you know for what they were doing on TSM. Doublelift is a way better influence. If they go zero four and I'm eating shit in two weeks, I will happily
5: eat that shit. I will. Shovel it down.
1: If I'm wrong about this,
0: maybe we can take a step back and maybe not use it. Say though, magic.
5: looking looking at the looking at the upcoming schedule for the rest of the split, I would say TSM is going to go probably fifty fifty. They go up against Cloud Nine, TL, Evil Geniuses. I mean, they're not T, TSM is not going up against easy easy no. opponents at the end of the at the end of the line. Nope. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if they dropped three games.
0: But but sure.
5: that would still but, be better.
0: And I I That would still be better. I think the other thing is that is not necessarily indicative of like, oh man, if only they had Kabe. You know, like that would this team would or, be or not
1: even not even about Kabe, just like also the league's just better this split. Cloud Nine has lost more games. Team Liquid is not a ninth place team. Teams that were the second and third place team in E. G. and FlyQuest are now struggling. You know, like it's a more competitive split if you also want to actually start using your eyeballs and, and logic and not just or, use or everyone the actual. else is
0: worse.
5: I would also. Say I don't the think it's possible easier, to get worse. It is not possible
1: to get worse
0: than
4: what we were spring. in.
1: Spring. <laughs> what we were in spring is probably some of the worst shit I've ever seen. So I don't think it's possible that that happened. Like everyone got worse and suddenly TL TSM floated up. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I mean, in looking at looking at TL's rest of the split, they're they're probably going up against the easier half of the half of the lineup so to speak
1: yeah i mean but this isn't what the point is the point is was double yeah. the problem right like and i oh, think 100%. I, and i i actually do think that double if was kind of the problem in terms of like what people are talking about the core jj thing like i've played on teams where one person had a stinky attitude and it, it spilled over and it's it's hard to to function as a team if that's happening as well as they had a lot of other complications with broxer showing up late i'm not saying the coaches handled everything perfectly either the coaches could have been part of the problem as well um you know about
5: you're know, the whole point about being a holistic thing, but, uh, but I think a point that needs to be made is that I don't think this call could have been made until maybe the last week or the last two weeks. There really? wasn't enough information out there or enough examples to pull from for, from summer split for you to say like, oh yes, you know. I would have said there. Devleth was
0: a problem the moment that TL flunked out of playoffs. I I,
1: did say that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. And so, like, that's like, look, I'm not criticizing you for calling in with this take because I do think it. I think to your what what is true is we now do have more data. We can tell how much of a problem doublelift was, and perhaps you could say he was, um, you know, this is kind of a weird way of phrasing it, but like a bigger problem than than some would have speculated, right? Especially given how well tl has done since and
1: then. and it's also to say that Doublelift has improved since then it's not like because he was a problem in spring he's still the same problem now on tsm right. i don't think that's true like I mean, I was he's just way saying,
0: more motivated
1: <laughs> he's way more motivated he's having a bigger influence on these games than than kabe did i think if you look at that clg game that's a game that spring tsm loses for sure because i mean double didn't even play that clean if we're being honest like a, he had like a flash into a wall maybe it was a shift into a wall I don't know. He had, he had some mistakes, right? But like, he's at least playing aggressive and looking for things to, to, to improve. But the, the, the relationship on team liquid had clearly soured and like, it was never going to work after that point. Like once, once people hate each other, it's a little hard to sing Kumbaya and hope it all comes back. It (laughs) It doesn't work like that. So that's why to, to the point, yes, he was the problem, but it, it's not like he's still the problem on TSM and he's a garbage player
5: or anything like that. Yeah. I wouldn't put, I would not put double lift in the top three 80 carries. I put him fourth or fifth. I'd say it's Sven. And then there's FBI and probably, I know I'm going to mess up the last one that I had. Uh, I can't remember my last point, tactical. but I know he, tactical yeah, tactical. A, thank yeah, you. Tactical. Thank you.
1: I mean, I think the, the 80 carry position is actually really competitive right now, which isn't yeah. really a rub on, rub on double lift. I think, Tactical coming in the league, being good is 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 an improvement. I think uh, Johnson's been pretty good this split, even Bang. with you know Dig kind of being on fire. Bang's pretty good. tact uh, I already said tactical. Uh, obviously Zven, um, and then FBI? Yeah. FBI. There we go. That was the last thing. Of. FBI uh, is also really good. So like I think the the eighty carry position is just a strong position in North America. I'm definitely
5: yeah. excited to see where the what is it that was like end of teams, like best teams. You know, team one, team twos end up falling. Here
0: here's here's where I will agree with, or where I will sort of take your take Trooper before we we sign out here is like I don't think that double lift has proven what he wanted to prove after he went to TSM. I think he yeah. went to TSM feeling bitter about his time on TL and was very vocal in him wanting to sort of show up TL and show that, you know, like he
1: he doesn't didn't, need, them.
0: Didn't need them and you know how great of a player he is and that kind of thing. But to your point, I think there's a really good argument to be made that double lift isn't top three, this split, uh, based off of his performance so far and that TSM doesn't look better than TL. And that perhaps like the, the X is going to win out and look better. And in, in the long run, I mean, I, <laughs> I would definitely say that TL has a way higher chance of going to go into worlds than, tsm does right now and uh and if if the two colors that we've had on the past two shows are correct like in golden guardians goes instead of of tsm like that is not gonna be so a good, if any
5: if any team goes beside, if you know outside of tsm
0: yeah i think i mean it if probably feels worse for double lift if it's Golden Guardians. <laughs> like,
1: like, I also think if if TL whiffs, maybe double lift is is still. You know, I think he's more sad that he's not going, but at least you know it's not like Travis is saying the X is now on a Caribbean yeah. cruise with Leonardo DiCaprio or I don't know. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. Anyway, I don't Trooper,
5: that fell apart.
1: Anything
0: you want to shout out before we move on to the next caller?
5: Uh, just been watching the stream probably since the way way beginning. I have been a sub here and there, but being a student at the time, it was tough. But obviously, Alienware is some of the best. Stuff out there. So, do you remember you the so much- Kelby sunglasses colored lighting days? Yes, of course. Those were some of my favorite days.
0: Yeah, and then Mark oh, yeah. stopped using colored lighting, and it just killed us. If
1: Kelby left, if Kelby comes back, I'll figure it
5: out. Great. They sell they sell light change bulbs. I have them.
0: <laughs> anyway, thanks. Well, so thank you for guys this. having me on. Have a good one. You too. All right, we got two more callers to go. Mark is going to grab. Steve's in the chat still. Hi, Steve. Silently listening to the double F conversation, not saying anything. Uh, Odwin Villain, thank you for the 21 months. Popstuvich, 15. White Tiger, 379 Rob, thank you for three months. Em no name for CG Gladiator or and Blossom SBU, I think it's how it is. Thank you so much. Jesse Roberts is here. Jesse, where are you calling from? Uh, Sanderson, Texas. Sanderson, Texas. Great name. Anderson. I'm a big fan. Either way, what do you want to talk about on the show?
9: So I'm not sure which half of it uh, Mark pulled me for, but I said that if Dig had started this roster at the beginning of the split, they could have been in fifth place. And if they had kept DeMonte, which I really wish they had, then they could have been competing for potentially the last spot at, for Worlds against Fly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mark, did you pull him for one of these two in particular? It, was, it
1: you... was kind of the combination of like how good could Fly have been or, excuse me, dig with this roster slash with uh, DeMonte. So,
0: I, mean, I, I guess. Oh. oh, go ahead.
9: So, just kind of like go over my points for you. Yeah. So, I also like pulled some stats. So, I'm not just a dig fanboy. I'm also, to clarify, not a dig fanboy. But <laughs> um, just kind of like, obviously, I do think top is their weakest role. But I think that um, Johnson and Aframu have been super consistent. Aframu has been having a comeback season. Uh, you could maybe argue last time we saw this was like 2018 100 Thieves, but I think honestly even before that with like 2016 CLG. So he's looking really good compared to previous years. And even with... So if you look at their wins, obviously it's only four. It's so a super small sample size. Their early game objective control has been kind of trash. And yet they're still able to pull out these big wins and they're averaging a lot of kills with very few deaths, only like 6.5, which is... Somewhere around like third lowest in wins, and like I said, I know only four a game, and then also uh, their average game time in wins is second fastest at thirty one point four. So when they do get a lead in the mid game, they just take it and run with it. And I really think that a lot of their problems this season have stemmed from just like the burning fire that has been happening within their management, whether it's just switching out nonstop and. Like the fact that they switched Lorlo in and then back out, and then all these different roster changes, I think it just really hurt the players overall. And then, if I guess we can cover that before I move on to the DeMonte point.
1: I mean, I, I think it's fine to combo in the, the DeMonte yeah. point with it. I mean, I
0: assume you're just going to say DeMonte looks really good and would be a better mid laner
1: than Phoenix, yeah. <laughs> Well, mostly, yeah, better than
9: Phoenix. But also, um, honestly, I kind of see, like, the demonte Dardock synergy would be Mm -hmm. somewhat similar to closer synergy. Like, obviously, both very aggressive junglers. And I think Demonte also, like, if Dig had kept him, that would have made a statement to him kind of saying, like, okay, we trust you over Froggen. Like, we trust you over this veteran. We're giving you your shot. And that would have been a lot of motivation for him at the beginning of the split to just take it and run with it, kind of Mm -hmm. like we see with him at Golden Guardians now.
0: Mark, that's why I'm not gonna get a cat.
9: Which just he happened.
1: didn't bite me hard. He he just gave me this little nip to say, Hey, don't put your arm there.
0: You're uh like, how to
1: communicate. Look, there's your, no mark.
0: Your other cat is like it actually does make me kinda want to get a cat. That cat makes me not want to get a cat. And uh and so I'd say they're a neutral on me.
1: It's really nice. What do you mean he's sitting on my lap and hanging out? He's
0: trying to murder your headset. Anyway. He's cute. Uh Mark, does Dignitas regret trading DeMonte?
1: I don't know what the fuck that orc's thinking. What do you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, buddy, that's enough.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I feel like if they're being honest with themselves, they should, right?
1: I would I would think so. I mean, I don't really know what their what their goals were.
0: I mean, they bet on Froggen, right? Because my understanding was there was a tryout. Damante. De they decided to go with Froggen instead of Demonte, but now well, they're who not knows running
1: Froggen. With this contract rumor, too, you know, about the whole must start Froggen thing. I think that they thought between that their spring lineup was going to be really good and competitive with Hooney and Froggen and Grig, and they were going to somehow be good with that lineup. I think that was their thinking. And when that didn't happen, they're like, oh shit, we're paying a lot for a bad team. Cut everything, punt, go next year. And then they got rid of all their assets for some reason. And then they're doing this now.
0: I mean, they didn't get. Did they get rid of all their assets?
1: Well, they got rid of Froggen, and then they got rid of Huni, and then they got rid of Demonte, right? And then they they picked up uh, Viper to start. When they had Lorla. like I don't. I mean, I don't they know still isn't this,
0: Froggen still on that team? You said they got rid of him, but like.
1: I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> I mean, they're I assume still, they're, they're still, still the paying like. like
0: when you say they get rid of all their assets I assume you mean like they dropped players contracts and I mean, the they only dropped one Hoonies. I'm aware of that they dropped was Hoonies and then they traded Demonte
1: is that not just dropping it I don't I mean, know what the, the deal was but they, they wanted to get rid of him I don't know
0: they wanted to get rid of Demonte you mean
1: yeah, why would they move him? Otherwise,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sick. sorry. You said all their assets, and so I thought uh, I was confused because I thought you were also implying they got rid of Pragin and then, like, is it as no, if sorry. they were just shedding costs
1: all, sorry. all over the place? Getting rid of all their assets like, is probably right. not the right term. They got rid of their fat contract, and I don't know what Demonte's contract was. I have to assume
0: it can't have that. been that high because he was in academy.
1: But at the same time, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, dude. Maybe they just never thought they'd start him. I, I don't know. All right. Let's not talk. Let's not try and wrap our heads around the, the, <laughs> the, the madmen. Okay. I kind of understand what the caller's point is about how the Lorlo being a weak side tank while you play around after counter pick on engage and playmaking supports with an aggressive jungler and a supportive playmaking mid laner uh, with, you know, kind of having this AD carry who looks pretty good in Johnson. If that's your lineup and DeMonte is that mid laner who's helping you hit that playstyle... I actually think that that could be a good org. I don't know if I go all or uh, team. I don't know if I go all the way to Worlds, um, but I, I, they would be a lot better than they are right now. Um, so it, it's to me. I I understand the caller's point. Uh, I think I agree with it. Maybe not as as far as. Yeah, I goes. don't
0: think Dig is going to Worlds with DeMonte on it.
9: So. With that in mind, like mostly my take was that they would like compete for like I think my specific one is that they would be pushed to compete for the last spot against Fly. So I don't really think that they could. I think at that point they get exposed for kind of like champion depth pool and also just like Fly has more styles they could play around. Honestly, I think I don't see a world where Dig could ever really play around top side and never not play around Dardock. At least, like I'd, I'd never could see Dardok on like a tank jungler honestly
1: Yeah, I mean I I think there I mean the thing that's weird now is like even with us thinking that Afro should be on playmaking supports at this point in the season, we're still seeing Afro on Lulu and Enchanters and stuff. You know, post week 5, you know, more than halfway through the split. So that's where I'm like I don't know that just having a bet one, one player upgrade arguably is going to totally change how this team scene. Yeah. I think
0: this dig stuff. roster is fucked. <laughs> uh, like, that's, that's my I take. Like, I've, yeah. I've been going back and forth on it. I I just don't, I don't think like, man, we just, if we just slap a Demonte on this baby, it'll take you all the way to worlds. You know, like, I just
1: <laughs> the car salesman. <laughs> hit the hood. I just
0: don't, I just don't, I don't think so. I, uh, I I don't know. I think it's too much of a mess. I I'm not. You, you, I think there are other teams where you're you, you can make that argument. You just like oh, if you just tweak this, or you just threw this player in, or something like that, you're going to feel a lot better. Um, and I just I think dig is is a bit of a stretch, right? Like I think that's more of a take for a hundred thieves or a, I don't know, like a EG, I guess uh, something like that. E- even like a CLG, I feel like if you just like could could be potentially better if you just swap out a player more likely than, than Dig would, but I don't know. I, I, I think the, raising the point of man, Demonte looks to be doing pretty good. And this was a player they gave up and Vulcan looks to be doing pretty good. And this is a player they gave up and Froggen who they decided to keep is now no longer competing. Like it, it, there are a lot of indicators that, that Dignitas is, in need of uh, a bigger brain for twenty twenty one, and uh, oh I, I hope they get it. This is where I would I would put this. Jesse, is there anything you want to say before we move on to our last caller?
9: Uh, just one quick point. So, like everyone's flaming, saying that they like wouldn't even get like fifth or fourth, honestly. But like you have to keep in mind, like who the bottom of the standings are right now, and they did get their wins against EG, CLG, Fly, IMT. So if you see this from like the very start of the season, I think you. Could potentially see dig at like, whether it's like eight and eight or even maybe seven and nine. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Other than that, Twitter Jesse Loretto twenty one. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Have a good one. If if anybody
0: dislikes that take, I guess you can go directly to Twitter for him. Uh, Yeah. Go grab the last caller. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, nobody else new subbed. We'll just sit here in silence.
10: You pulled that so damn fast, I didn't even have. Your microphone's fine. Let's get on with it. Okay.
0: Blue Jay is here.
10: I posted a few different topics, though, so yeah, I was not sure exactly... that you did. Yeah, was, I, I know. It was the
1: FlyQuest one.
10: Okay. All right. Um, All right,
0: say your thing.
10: <laughs> Man, Travis. You want to call it early, tonight. Travis? I'm actually. I'm, yeah, I feel yeah actually. All right. <laughs> my... We usually
0: end at 10, and we're three minutes over. So, Blue Jay, I just want to thank you so much. Or, oh, uh, thanks,
10: man. It's been great being on the show. We
0: sorry, we don't have time for you, but I uh, really appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
1: You did? Right. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you kicked him out, actually.
0: Uh, I feel I'm trying to decide if we should Matt Damon I'm like, uh, him. Like, that, yeah, right, right. No, it's fine. We'll let him say his thing because people. What do you? Nice. What's, what's your take?
10: Um, okay, I, so my take is that FlyQuest is actually going to be the next team going to Worlds, and um, I do actually really appreciate the people saying Golden Guardians might be the team going to Worlds. I think they've looked really good, but uh, FlyQuest is just a little bit better for me. Um, I can elaborate on that a little bit more if you need me to.
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead.
10: Um, so out of all the teams, all, out of all of their wins, I think FlyQuest wins are the cleanest. Um, I also think that they are on par with TL right now, which I think a lot of people will disagree with that. Um, however, we always give shit to, to, to all these teams like CLG or even TSM and and a little bit to TL about how, um, their wins aren't that clean. I think that's, that's true with just about so many, well, just about all the teams in the league except for Cloud9 and FlyQuest. So, um... And I could go a little bit more, but I think that's enough for now to get it started, right?
0: Uh, what know, do you think, Mark?
1: Enough. I, don't know. I think it's enough to actually end it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, no, wrap I, it up, boys. I, I was I was hot on FlyQuest coming in. I think I power ranked them second coming into the split. I mean, they it, got it,
0: second it, last split, right? So it's not. That crazy.
1: Right, but I meant like I put TL third, you know, so like I wasn't like just copy-pasting standings from last split. Sure. I just I just thought, um, from what I had seen out of FlyQuest, I thought the top side of the map was really good. I thought, um, you know, Turtle wasn't that volatile of a player anymore, and like it allowed Ignar to roam, and I thought they had this whole style that seemed to work pretty well. I don't know what happened with their team behind the scenes to bench Turtle after a single week, one of which included a loss to C9 of all teams. Um, so Ever since then, I've I've not really known what to make of this team. I still believe that Santorin's really good, Poe's really good, Solo's really good, Turtle and Ignar can be really good, um, and that they, they could they could go to Worlds. I'm I'd, but it's just there's a lot up in the air after these these roster swaps and stuff.
10: So I I agree with almost everything you said. The only thing that I would change a little bit is that I, the Ignar could be really good. I think Ignar's been really really good. With Pantheon and... Well, I mean, he's getting Pantheon banned all the time. But, I mean, he's following it up with Rakan, and his Rakan has been freaking good, man. Like, really, really good. Yeah, but
1: he also had the the Nautilus game. I mean, this was still when M.A.S.H. was in, but, like, he got... He was so bad that game. And then there was the Senna game. I forget what he was playing, but him and M.A.S.H. got slammed... Yeah,
10: okay, that's not fair, though. That game, like, they were losing before they even made it to lane. If you remember, they took a shitty path, and then they got chunked out before they even made it to lane. Who and made them do that stuff? Farms, well, you had Farm Senna as well, which I know you've also Who's been the, critical about as well. It, like, it was actually, it's
1: actually the meta now. I mean, I'll, I'll eat crow now, on that. Now, but at what, the time, it was not. Right? right, but nothing's changed.
10: What do you mean nothing's changed?
1: Nothing changed in the meta to make it. There was
10: no... I thought that that was the patch before Senna got the buffs to, um, like, non-farm Senna. I thought that she got a buff that patch.
1: Uh, it was pretty minor, if I remember correctly. It was um, a change on... What was it? I, I can't
10: tell you the exact change, but what I do know is that even small buffs do make a difference, especially at the pro level. Would, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, but it was being played elsewhere in the world. It was just not picked up on yet. Smash was the only, it was not played in any major regions yet, but minor regions around the world were already starting to to do that, and they're usually more experimental with drafts and, and stuff. Um, and I I slammed it. That's I actually, true. I'll admit straight up that yeah, that was probably the wrong analysis. That that bill was actually fine. They just played it like poop, and that's yeah. that's where I'd go with this point to return to Ignars. I'd say he's been the second worst performer on the team, and you can really? put some of that. Yeah, and and you can put some of that on. The bot lane swaps and having to play with different marksmen. I'm not saying he's bad, yep. but yep, his performance fair. in games has not been, been up to his own standard from spring. Um, and that's, that's why I am still... I have not returned to my, my belief in them that I quite had coming into the season.
10: So then that makes me wonder, do you have someone else going to Worlds in their place, or no?
1: I don't know. I think it's, it's all a toss-up. like uh, Between them... TSM, EG, Golden Guardians, you know, I, I really would not be shocked no matter what happened a month from now. Yeah, actually same, but
10: I actually think that TSM is the least likely of all of those minus EG. I think EG's a freaking coin toss right now. The team's well, now now to we're predict. going
0: into a new take, so I'm not sure if I we want to go there, because we are we are over time for this. Okay,
10: okay, we'll, we'll keep it on FlyQuest. I, okay, also, so.
1: I'll say this to, to, to wrap up my thoughts on it. FlyQuest has been a hard team to pin down because I felt like they punted half their season with their roster swap. Um, but I think they have the talent to make worlds easily.
10: Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I definitely agree with that. And also their next four games, by the way, 100 Thieves, EG, CLG, and Immortals. Like That could very easily be a that, 4-0. That is a really good point. 12-6, yeah. and six, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's a lot easier than TSM's strength of schedule.
10: Yeah, so I'm really liking where they can position themselves to get a, pet- a better playoff bracket as well, which I think does matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, it matters, right? Like, people compete to get the best playoff bracket, but I I don't know. I think they got to figure... What's really interesting is I think we're in a place right now where every team outside of C9, even though they've looked a little messy lately, it's kind of a race to see who can figure out their shit faster than everybody else because everybody else it's like I look at all these teams and it just feels like wow you got to figure out your shit oh you got to figure out your shit oh I mean, you even, also <laughs> have to.
1: even yeah. TL I'd say doesn't really need to, like they have their shit figured out it's just like not exciting to that point you know, like, uh, I mean I don't think I would, I would agree
0: with that, that if they were winning games more confidently and yeah. not dropping to EG
1: yeah you mean Fly? didn't they lose to the Fly? Yeah, oh fly, fly
0: sorry yeah Fly
1: I mean, so what I'd say is everyone's losing games. It that happens in sports and best of ones, people drop mm-hmm. games. Yep. They had, they more than any other team in the top have a very well defined play style on what they're going to do every single game.
0: Yeah, I'm more referring to like getting Brock pretty integrated into the lineup, and
1: that's that's the only. I mean, like you can say they're slow, whatever. I agree. I'm not stoked about it, but they're they play it well. And Brock's getting more integrated. Is probably the one thing I, I I'd, I'd say is is the weakness. But other than that, like it's it's their choice. I mean, they all want to play more aggressive. But I mean, I
0: want I I want them to feel confident. You like <laughs> I have done so many interviews, Mark, with this team after their wins, and they're they always feel like losing interviews.
1: They have such a great high standard they hold themselves to. <laughs> I mean,
0: you. See, yeah, because like every time I talk to them, they like this Jensen interview that'll go out. Maybe I'll air it after the, the this goes that. But they just those players always look shell shocked after their wins. You know what I mean? Like, like they can't. <laughs> they just ran a they marathon. Don't understand? Like Jensen? What Jensen literally tweeted? Like don't don't know why we won that game. So when I talk about like I want you know TL to yeah. figure their shit out like a bunch of the other teams, it would be great when jensen is not tweeting not sure how we won that game after their wins you know like that's at least they're realistic though like
10: like there's some other teams that have some staff that are really not realistic man and i know we don't want to get down that rabbit hole but like god damn it's nice to see some teams that know where they stand and know what they need to work on and so on and so forth
0: yeah well we'll see how things go uh what do you want to shout out blue jay you got your goddamn podcast
10: yeah, I won't. I won't shout out the podcast. Well, unless unless you you want me to shout out the podcast, no. I'll for sure shout it out. I won't do that this time. Um, <laughs> two quick small little shout outs. One, uh, shout out to the guy who's my disciple. Uh, Bluejay disciples unite. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. And uh, the other the other shout out is just to my own Twitter. So it's Bluejay underscore GG. I haven't been active on Twitter for like a long time, and then I recently just started. So. All of my, my Twitter content is just all LCS. So if you guys want Jay, uh, so much for the some call. LCS stuff, and then we'll talk Blue to you in a under- couple of weeks.
1: Blue Jay underscore GG. Thanks, guys. I respect it. Respect the hustle. I think uh, there's narrow think windows
0: paper. in which which I will allow somebody to to plug their own stuff, and and maybe I need to start a timer every time it is.: does. Anyway. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Ladder Slider, Lexicon TTV, and Tony Tiger for the subs. Thank you to those individuals. That is the show. Uh, Mark, what do you got going on this week?
1: Uh, we're going to film a thing tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm actually yeah. really excited about it. We'll
0: film it. I don't know when it's going to release. But, it yeah, if if you guys – and, by the way, if you are listening to this, i got I got to figure out what my Audible link is. But don't – don't sign up for Audible until I've got my link in front of you, and you can get. Direct it them
1: to the booklet. YouTube channel. Don't don't talk. To, what's your YouTube channel for fantasy stuff? You have it made. Direct yeah, them to. I it. I don't
0: know if if you can if you Google Travis Gafford books YouTube, does it come up? I don't know. Let's find
1: out. Well, travis. I mean, you can link it. You know, when you, when you put the thing at the end of your YouTube video, instead of having your own sub, you can so, sub. So to actually, if kit.
0: you go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash travis gafford, this is the easiest way to do it. Uh, you can, on the right side, you'll see Travis Gafford Books is uh, underneath Awesome Friends. I also have Travis Gafford Tactics, which I never did anything with, but currently have 154 subscribers on Travis Gafford Books, and I'm trying to grow that. Oh, also shout out to Draft Buff. I almost forgot. Uh, this past week, I drafted 100 Thieves Players, and I uh, lost big time. So, uh, <laughs> But we're going to do another Travis Gafford um, Draft Royale this coming week, so be on the lookout for that on my Twitter.
1: I gotta make chocolate chip cookies with my girlfriend. Break. That's why I gotta shout out. we are gonna be some delicious chocolate chip cookies. Jesus.
0: Ah, This has been Hotline League.